Hi everybody, welcome to the Calgary Bros Football Podcast. It's Uncle CB here and we've got Victor Speck on the other side. What's up, yo? Benson's actually clowning me right now because, you know, earlier we, we were trying to start the show and something popped up on his thing that said 1245 United and I cut into the recording. Yo, just shut up, man. Let's keep going this thing. <laughs> shut the hell up. Let's keep going, bro. You know? It's late man. night. I want to get this fucking thing done and go to bed because we're going to be talking about some shit and... Some shit. Some real shit's been happening, man. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, honestly, first of all, before I even go, I want to kind of get a lot of things out of the way, some positive things out of the way. First of all, I really want to just say thank you to all the people who've been listening to our podcast so far. Uh, really, uh, really appreciate it guys. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, to be honest, uh, we don't have much viewers to, uh, to be (laughs) honest, we don't really give a shit about that, but, uh, it means a lot to hear people listen to our show um and we appreciate uh you know you guys uh lending us your ears right um you know hopefully uh you guys can be you know i don't know courageous brave enough whatever it is uh or open enough to uh chat up with us and share some feedback if you want to um and even right away right away i'll even throw the socials out there uh you know podcast cbf on twitter that's my that's our twitter handle or uncle cb you can find me out there uh at the moment um i've got a rag raf ragnick picture uh, as my uh profile pic profile pic right now and uh the other uh uh uh, handle is on Instagram, which is my brother's, which is um, Victor Speck, Victor underscore S P E C. Yeah. So you know, send us a message if you want to. Absolutely. Send us some feedback. If you don't want to, just keep listening to us, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you build enough courage to hit us up, and... or or maybe if you want to be open, you hit us up on time. Yeah. Um. The other thing too, as well, I actually want to give another shout out to as well, uh, Azim. Seems Azeem. like Azim has been really uh, pushing our podcast out yeah. there. Just want to say thank you, bro. Like it really means a lot to us. Thanks, Zimi. Yeah, it really, it really does. Because uh, you know, as I said, we're really nobodies. We're just a bunch of guys who just love football and want, like to talk about it. Absolutely. Um, so we absolutely appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then down to the other stuff, you know. More good news. Yes. You guys won today, 5-1. Yeah, how was the game? So you, you were watching the <laughs> yeah. game. You came to watch the game today, and uh, you actually got to see some some stuff that wasn't in a very negative way from last game, right? Yes. So. I, was, I would say, first of all, this game was um, a bit of a blessing already from the start. The other right. team had, like, eight players. Mm-hmm. So they had no bench. Right. Um, and you guys have more players, so that means you guys have more of a uh, substitutes and all that. So right. it was like the perfect game for all of you to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of get your form back, right? Yeah. So that's what I'll start off with. Second of all, I would say the passing and the movement was much better than the last, last game. game. Yeah. Much, much better. Um, I will say something, though. You really need to work on this team. Um, I mean, before I even go actually to the constructive things, I'll say one more thing. Uh, uh, Kennedy, the player that likes to hang on to the ball a lot, <laughs> and I think you should be benching him, um, actually passed a lot more this game right. um, and did some some defensive work. Not yeah. a lot, but some, some defensive which work. Which is what we can ask of him, right? Because, you know, he's, he's a striker. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So. But strikers, in the modern game, strikers Press. need to defend. Yeah. Uh, what is it that Tuku says? I want my forwards to defend, and I want my defenders to score goals. And that's just the way the modern game is. Everybody contributes (laughs) two-way. So in football, 
you need two-way type of players. Players who can not only just help your team offensively, but players who can do a lot of work for your team defensively. Absolutely. So, yeah. uh, uh, kudos to Kennedy. Kennedy actually did a phenomenal job. Uh, uh, no, no. Let me rewind. Not phenomenal. He did an okay job, decent job of finally kind of, you know, doing the defensive work. So, yeah. I got to give him a little bit of some kudos. Yeah. And, and, plus, pa- and passing. I was, yeah, very, and passing. I was very delighted by him passing. He passed a lot. Yeah, good. he could have passed. But then there, more. there was some times where he decided to take it on by himself. But yeah, you know, like he had already been passing like crazy, and I think he was just feeling it. And then you know he was going for it. But that goalkeeper was good. I like the goalkeeper, but I'll, I'll, I'll talk about. I'll talk. That's where the criticism is going to come in. But uh, the last piece I wanted to say from a good standpoint was Umer. Umer, Umer was a difference, man. This. I'm looking at the Umer, and a part of me just I'm so pissed. And I'll tell you why I'm pissed. I'm pissed because Umer. Remember when we had that stacked scene for Nigeria, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and Umer got injured. And Umer got injured. Yeah. Oh my goodness! The, the Umer that we have now, yeah, um, it's shades away. From it's me. just million miles away from that. Yeah, and the way that guy can help your team build up play, it's mm-hmm. just oh, he plays. He plays so well, like. When he drops back into uh, to help the center backs, right. you know, bring the ball up, move it. I was just like, oh, you know, I just, I, I, I'm like, man, I wish I had the opportunity to coach him at this stage yeah, yeah. Um, of his uh, development because uh, he's finally starting to become a complete player. Mm-hmm. The guy works hard. Yeah. He moves well. Mm-hmm. He knows how to dribble. He's but he doesn't overdo Dude, it. Yeah. He sees the play like Umero before uh, over dribble, but at least he had work ethic, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, but. But uh, now he just keeps it so simple and is much more efficient with the ball. The maturity in his play is a, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So uh, he made a difference. And he scored a goal. I think he had two assists two or assists. something. Yeah. It was just absolutely... That assist that he swung over to the far oh, left in the power man. play and then Steven smashed that top right. Oh, man. That was so clean. Yeah, man. That was yeah. so clean. It was a beauty. It was, yeah. it was a good game to watch. Absolutely. Now, def- defensively, you guys just... Your pressing strategy needs work. Yeah. Um, your guys... Get beat all the time on the far side. A better team with more energy, with more energy and much more options, mm-hmm. will punish your team. Yeah, absolutely punish this team, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, your uh, uh, what do they call it? Uh, your forwards really need to recognize. Like, look, it starts from the front. Right. Another thing too, as well, don't press the goalie. Mm-hmm. I I I have a rule simple. Do not press the goalie when they're in the uh when they're comfortable when, with when, the ball. Not even when they're comfortable in the ball. Like you can press them. Mm-hmm. Please don't get me wrong. You but can don't, press don't them. Go, like, but crazy. it has but but some of them will press one one player pressing and uh-huh. it was a three V one. Yeah. And it just moved the ball quickly through you guys. It, it, sometimes when they had the ball it felt like a power play because the goalie will push up. Yeah. And uh, they will go all the way to the three so that uh-huh. they can avoid the three lines or go all the way to the two, yeah. you guys' zone two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, sorry, their zone two. Um, and then they will avoid the three lines yeah. and then they just will absolutely dominate. Like, they, they, the goalie play well. I think if they had more players, you guys would have been in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. And the other thing, your goalie, your goalie needs to imitate that. Your goalie was too, too deep. He hugged his goalpost mm-hmm. like... As if he was scared to come out. He's a good shot stopper. Yeah. But he needs to try it out with his feet. Like, sometimes I saw I saw the passes he was making. And I'm like, bro, like, there's a guy right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Pass the ball to him. Um, so those are the kind of things I'll see. Work on the pressing strategy yeah. with the team. If you have time to practice. If you don't have time, then just 
well, I guess you have to coach them in the game. But um, we're doing practice on Wednesday. Yeah. So, so yeah. So work on them on that. Like they right. need to have a good pressing strategy, mm-hmm. um, and just get your goalie to 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 come out and play the football. Like yeah. a good goalkeeper will give you the extra man. Yeah. In football, you are always one man down. Mm-hmm. Right. So whoever has the football has one man up. Whoever doesn't have the football has yeah. one man down. Yeah. Because your goalie is not going to come out and start like trying to like press and win the ball, right? <laughs> so they made sure that they used like the 6v5 mm-hmm. and you guys were kind of like stuck with yeah. that, right? So mm-hmm. um, I would always say like uh, uh, really get to get your goalie to just learn to play the football and put up some... some, uh, some uh, uh, systematic plays mm-hmm. that will allow him to just at least know what to do. So yeah. there's a lot there's a lot to go there. I wish I wish I would have made it to you guys' practice because I would like to have done like maybe even a mock coaching session with you guys mm-hmm. and be like, hey, this is what we're looking for. But I know men's they probably wouldn't want to listen to me. No, they, they, would would. Probably, they would they probably would just want to run around and do uh you know F R, right? So No no no. We usually in practice we work on like tactics and all that. Nice. We don't we don't nice. usually like play like games or scrimmage. Yeah. Maybe sometimes we'll play games and scrimmage but after after the work tactically is done, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So No that's sweet. Yeah. No, cool man. But and, uh, uh, but yeah. I think uh honestly like the best player was besides besides uh Umer was one. The defender. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, is it the number sixteen? Yeah. The yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not bad. He's not bad. He's he was, a very feisty guy. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. like he was winning everything. Mm-hmm. Balls up in the air. Those guys are taller than him too. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was breaking through them and coming through, heading the balls out, controlling the game, moving the ball. It was, yeah. it was just so good to no, see, right? Yeah, I like him. A good defender like that helps out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but your 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 forwards really need to like do the work. Yeah, right. They really yeah. need to do the work. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the second game, Nick got hurt. Yeah, second game, goalie got hurt. Unfortunate. Um, that game looked good in you guys' favor until he got hurt. Yeah, uh, yeah. And they and as soon as he got hurt, they scored. So yeah. Um, but you guys were looking good. But the only thing was too rushed. Like Croatia did put you guys under pressure though, and mm-hmm. that's what happens when you have a full bench. Like right. they press the living life out of you. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you guys kind of manage your own because you guys are fitter. I think you guys are fit. Um, Ibra made some some mistakes, yeah. uh, but still, he's still a phenomenal player. I, I still don't understand why this guy is not doesn't stay at Inter because Inter, in my opinion, will give him everything that you know he wants, yeah. um, and plus even more because he knows the players. But I know that there's some things going on there. But anyway, mm-hmm. that's that's not my that's not my business. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's kind of get down to the league, man. Uh, talk about uh, the Premier League. Um, as we all know, uh, Manchester United has fired Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. About time. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I, I want to sit on this podcast and gloat. Um, yeah. I was waiting, honestly. Yeah. I thought it was going to happen, like, after the Chelsea game. I thought Chelsea was going to batter you guys. But I guess, like, no. They just... <laughs> the worst thing... Chelsea is- probably would still batter us. <laughs> Why wouldn't they batter us? Who Who's going to come in that is going to change Manchester United... Uh, Miraculously, so that they don't batter us right now. I don't know. Football's a weird game, man. You know, so it's not so, when it comes to United. Look, you know. we have been spot on with United for how long now? Yeah. How long? I, I remember. I remember. I remember people like calling like, bro. I had to eat my words a lot, man. And I remember people calling me out like anytime I would say like, oh, Ole is not good enough, and there was like United fans who would say shit like, oh man, you don't know what you're talking about, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. 
he's rebuilt the club, he's gotten this, he's gotten that, he's, you know, the, the football is a lot more uh, uh, good to watch. And yeah. I'm just like, you guys don't know what you're talking about, man. This guy is just not it. He's not the... The heck, uh, he's not the he, he's he's not the savior of United. I, one time I went on YouTube and I and I put a comment out, and this was a while back. I can't still find this video. If I can find this video, I'll go back and start gloating right now. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I said this is the end of United. Like everybody really needs to like look at this. United are done. Yeah, I've been I, and I said this how many years? Two and a half years ago. United are done. Nobody, everybody were like, oh man, this guy's acting like the end of the world. And, eh, okay, maybe I was being a little bit too dramatic. But United are done. Mm-hmm. It's over. It's finished. Like people think this is this is gonna change somehow. It's not gonna change. You know, Oli Oli is just another symptom of the general issue at the top. That's what he is. Yeah. And um, yeah, dude. Like it's it's over for United. It's over for the team. It's over for the club. People who really believe this team is gonna win another, another a league in the next couple of years. <laughs> Unless I have the solution, and we'll talk about the solution. Mm-hmm. I have the 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 oh, the actual solution for this team. I have it, and I think a lot of people should listen to me because I think a lot of people are very stupid. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> I, I believe this. I I'm not. I'm you know. I I, I have it. I have a higher IQ than a lot of people. I truly know. I know mm-hmm. this. When it comes to football, I have a higher IQ than a lot of people. Right. And I really think a lot of people are very stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and everybody has their opinion. Yes, I agree. Um, but uh, if the United don't follow this path, United will maybe win an FA Cup, maybe a Carabao Cup, but nothing worth of note. Yeah. I said the same thing when Mourinho was here. Mourinho is going to win a couple of things, but nothing worth of note. Mm-hmm. And that exact same thing happened. Ole, Ole, I'm glad. You know what? I'm glad he didn't win anything. I'm really, I'm really, I'm glad. When I look back, United Emery is a goat, man, mm-hmm. to me. Thank God that that we never won that stupendous Europa. Europa League because this is the same I look at you know everybody likes to talk about Mourinho blah 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 Mourinho stands are also bad they're also mm-hmm. terrible uh, just as dumb too um, you know the 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 what they call it they they always like to say oh you know we he won a Europa League and yes Mourinho yes won trophies great yeah. thank yeah. God boohoo he won something four trophies you know uh, not if not four I think it was maximum of three and that was with the stupid stu- stupid Community Shield that's not even yeah. a trophy get out of here anyway to me it's not a trophy but I guess we count that now because that's what everybody wants to talk about yeah but um, don't have any trophy worth of note no the, the, <laughs> we, we don't have any trophy worth of note that, I, I don't even count it he has two mm-hmm. Europa League and the Carabao Cup both understudied uh, trophies that are useless meaningless it's either you win the Champions League or you not you don't win it. It's either you win the FA Cup or you don't win it. Stop winning these pittance trophies that you know other smaller clubs need, mm-hmm. you know, to prove their their value to the world. But anyway, this is not you know the Mourinho show, um, and and I'll stand by that. I'll stand by that, that conviction every step of the way because I believe people just really need to get in their thick skulls. United Mourinho fans stands are just as bad as Ole stands. They're terrible, all of them. They're like cultists. Mm-hmm. All of them are terrible, terrible, terrible fucking people who just don't understand, like, football in the modern age. When you see what Pep and Klopp are doing, what Tuchel is doing, what Julian Nagelsmann is doing right now, Hansi Flick did, you would... Those guys are masters of football. Conte, all of them, they're masters of football. So stop with all this fucking Stan shit, Ole and fucking Mourinho. They're all fucking terrible. But anyway... At some point, Mourinho was really good. 
No, dude, Mourinho's a genius. Mm -hmm. I, I, please don't, don't, everybody, please don't get me wrong with this. Mourinho is an absolute genius, right? But, he just, but he's past his prime, yeah. bro. People need to get that in their thick skull. He is done. He is finished. He may win something with Roma, thank God. I don't care, right? I don't give a shit, right? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, he didn't win anything worth of note. That, to my opinion, that is worth of value with United. And you can say, oh, yes, he had it bad. The teams were, you know, absolutely uh, uh, terrible. The Blazers didn't back him. I agree. Mm -hmm. They didn't do shit for him. But at the end of the day, he didn't do what he needed to do. Yeah. And he wanted to recruit guys like Jerome Boateng. People need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, seriously, when you, when you see some of the shit he wanted to recruit... Get the living fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, anyway, Ole is the same freaking thing. They, but, that, but that's not... If you think about it, Boateng... If you, look at, look there, at, no, no, no. Don't try to think about it. No, no, no. There's no... Don't try, don't, seriously, do not try to think about it. Boateng, it is, Boateng is a we, winner. It cannot. Even your motherfuckers in Chelsea refuse that deal. Yeah. So shut we the went, fuck we went, up. We went for Thiago Silva. Because, because Thiago Silva is a better fucking footballer in general than Jerome motherfucking Boateng. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he won a freaking Champions League on the back of fucking, like, you know, Alaba carrying his ass half the time. If you had watched those games, you would have been like, if there's no Alaba, this guy, <laughs> Jerome Boateng will, will be horrible in a team like United. Please. And Just, alongside with Maguire. And, and he even wanted Maguire. And who got Maguire? Oh, they got Maguire. Yeah. And look at how bad Maguire is right now for United. So people really need to shut up. Like, you guys are all stupid. If you start thinking of all this stuff, I'm sorry. I appreciate your opinion, but it's a stupendous opinion. <laughs> like, it's not a smart opinion, right? Like, you know, at the end of the day, Mourinho was great, you know, for his own time. He's a genius, yes, but he's past his prime. That happens. Managers go past your prime. Players go just as players go past your prime. Players get informed. Yeah. Just as, just like managers are informed. Yeah. There's so, there's world class players. Just like there is world class managers. Like yeah. it's just the way it is. In the modern game, Conte, Tuco, Pep, Flick, Klopp, those are the best of the best, man. I'm sorry, your Mourinho's are not there. Not now, anymore. Not anymore. He's not there anymore. Maybe he may do it with Roma and he may prove me wrong. I'm, I'm okay to take the L, but I know for a fact that that's just the reality. Mm -hmm. So now the other problem we have to deal with now are the stupendous Ole stands who will not shut their fucking mouth up. And eventually what ended up happening, the motherfucker got the sack and rightfully so. Mm -hmm. Rightfully so. <laughs> I'm coming with the fire today, man. I'm not fucking putting up with people's bullshit because everybody thinks like, you know, they have the solution. There's no solution. Ole, Ole was worse. Yes, let's get it right. The plan from day one, Ole was going to be an interim manager. Yes, I agreed. I put my hand up. I clapped for everybody. That's a good plan. Mm -hmm. Let him become the interim manager. Because what did the club need at that time? If you go factor, you know, it was toxic. Yeah. Nobody, you know, everything didn't work. And I get it. You know what? I mean, Mourinho was doing this thing. I, in fact, I agreed with Mourinho when he was upset with, mm -hmm. like, you know, the board and all that stuff. Well, when I started to attack, you know, the fan base, I was like, bro, you need to watch your space, homie. Like, we agree with you. We're fighting with you here. You need to pick your battles, bro. <laughs> Not with the fans. All of a sudden, he said, pick battles with the fans. I'm like, okay, he's really losing the plot here. Then it got worse. Players stopped playing for him. It was toxic. He was bullying everybody. He could bully under the sun. He left. Mm -hmm. Only on the other hand, was the right fit for interim at the time. Yeah. Okay? At the time. The field goal factor was back. The football looked Okay. 
you know, we were winning 4 nothing, 5 nothing, 5-1, 4-1. I was happy. I was like, you know what? That's great. But please do not give him the job. Don't give him the job. On a permanent basis. Exactly. Find yourself. You had a plan. Find yourself a permanent manager mm -hmm. that's going to come into the team, whether it may be Poch, whether it may be Ancelotti, maybe whoever. Just find them. Give them the job on a permanent, but not Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. He won PSG. Then the whole world changed. Mm -hmm. Everybody's saying, Ole's at the wheel. Tell me how good does it feel. I'm surprised fans are not even using that to banter the shit out of us. They're using a different <laughs> version. But they sang all that bullshit. <laughs> and the next minute, Woodward watched that motherfucking shit and said, Eh? You know what? I might as well you know, put him in a job, yeah? I'm going to give him a five-year <laughs> contract, yeah? You know what I mean? Next minute, Ole has a freaking contract. Yeah. You know, he's got, he's got the job permanently. That was dumb. Yeah. And we called it out. We said it. This, that's the stupidest thing ever. You don't replace, as much as I've dissed Mourinho, and as much as, you know, the Mourinho stands already upset at me and already flipped off the, 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 the show and turned it off, you don't replace Mourinho with Ole. With Ole. <laughs> Even I would admit that. Even no matter how much I disliked, you know, Mourinho's football. And see, Mourinho made me, uh, Mourinho and Van Gaal made me hate watching United. Mm -hmm. Ole made me watch, hate watching football. <laughs> I, I I could not turn on... I was having PTSD, man. Uh, I would turn on the screen. Like, right now, we're watching Aston Villa against Brighton, yeah. right? I literally would turn off the screen mm -hmm. after United watched, and I will just go out. Yeah. And I'll go for a drive, and I'll go do something else with my life. Mm -hmm. Bro, to get to the point, when it was done, sometimes, like, you know, the game just finished. Yeah. It was so bad, I couldn't even play fucking PlayStation. Mm -hmm. Football on PlayStation, I couldn't do it. I have to go play on Gran Turismo. Mm -hmm. uh, Freaking, what they call the other game? Tennis. Dark Souls. That's how dark my heart was. I started to put on Dark Souls so I could, you know, compensate for all the darkness I was watching on the pitch. <laughs> like, it was that bad, bro. Like, you know, I could not, I couldn't watch, I, I, did, I, I started to fall out of love yeah. for football. Mm -hmm. Seriously, bro. Tactics, whatever, you know, maybe, okay, I'll, I'll put on tactics. I, it came to the point, I, I would watch tactics over a football match. Mm -hmm. I will watch coaching because I coach. I watch coaching videos yeah. over a football match. You say, hey, um, you know, uh, uh, this other team played today. Oh, I don't want to watch the game. Mm. Oh, Chelsea played. I missed the game. I'm not watching that motherfucking game, <laughs> right? Um, and then when I finally summoned the courage to watch some, some teams, I started to watch other teams mm -hmm. that I wished we could play like, like Chelsea, City, because the football was much better than our crap. Mm -hmm. So anyway, Ole deserved the sack. He's absolutely. gone. He's absolutely fucking gone. And I cannot be any happier. But I'm not happy either way. I'm still not happy. Because you guys don't have a solution. <sighs> because, they, oh no, I have a solution. But they don't. Have they a don't have a solution. I have a solution that I believe will work. So right? tell us, what is your solution? The solution is easy. Mm -hmm. Get Ralph Ragnick as an interim manager yeah. for the next six months. And then get Ten Hag. Yeah. And 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 when you get Ralph Ragnick, don't just say, Oh, I'm gonna get Ralph Ragnick as a interim manager and that's it. And I'm gonna keep John Morto, uh what they call the other guy, Darren Fletcher, Darren Fletcher, you know, as in the football and technical director, you know. Get Ralph Ragnick as your interim manager. Mm -hmm. Keep those guys. Midway through the, once the season is done, fire John Morto, fire Darren Fletcher. Yeah. 
Ralph Ragnar becomes your director of football mm-hmm. and then gets an hug. And then, I, oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Don't get an hug. Ask mm-hmm. him who should come because you know why? Those people have the footballing brain. Mm-hmm. Ralph Ragnick has the footballing brain. Yeah. You don't. You don't have the footballing brain. brain. You have the business brain. How is Ed Woodward still in a fucking job? How is this guy still there? Didn't he resign? Apparently, another month. And they said, oh, they're going to try to extend it to the to, to, to next year. Like, it's poison. He people, was, he people, was the fall guy for the he, Super League, right? Sure, he was. But, he, you know, I, I don't know what happened. But anyway... Let's look at what is happening right now. Mm-hmm. People are saying, oh, Zenadine Zidane. Guys, I'm telling you, Zenadine Zidane will come and the same problems that are there will happen again. Mm-hmm. Mourinho will Zidane, happen Zidane again. Zidane already said that he doesn't want to come. He said he doesn't want to come, but they said they're, they're trying they, to pay, they're him trying to pay him billions, billions of dollars to try to get in. He, they're trying to convince his wife that Manchester is freaking Ibiza. You know what I mean? They're trying to do so much shit. Like, look, Zidane will not save you. Zidane will run into the same problems he will come in he will look he will bring back Pogba he will bring back all these other guys mm-hmm. he will say okay I need to reassess the squad and he will back to look look you need you, you need a f- if if okay if Raf Ragnick comes in mm-hmm. says you know what I actually think Zidane would be better suited then that makes fucking sense yeah. because Raf Ragnick is a football brain that you want on your team mm-hmm. you want that you want him and what he would do is he will seep in there like a, you know, like a, like a, a, um, like a parasite, mm-hmm. a reverse parasite, an antidote. Yeah, yeah. He will seep in there and he will go into every nook and cranny of that club and he will figure out, you don't need to be here. You don't need to be here. You're fired, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. <laughs> Hire the right people behind it. This guy, if you, nobody knows anything about, go and find out. Ralph Rannick ushered in the age of pressing. of pressing in German football that is used everywhere today. Anytime I watch a German football match, I'm like, these guys don't they get tired? They're mm-hmm. gonna tear their ACL. Like it's so so much pressing, mm-hmm. right? And he brought in, he ushered in that age of pressing. The football was just heavy metal upon heavy metal, and he had an epiphany. I can't remember. There was a thing, I can't remember who it was. Uh, he was in the third tier division in German football. And he got, um, I can't remember the coach who he was watching. Was it Stoichkovic? Was it Stoichkovic? I can't remember who it was. No, it wasn't Stoichkovic. It can't be Stoichkovic. Anyway, he was watching, because uh, Stoichkovic is coaching Serbia now. Anyway, I can't remember who he was. He was playing against, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe it was, in, it was played against a team in Ukraine. But he was, he w- was looking at the game and... He said every time he felt like they had 15 players. Yeah. I only had 11. I don't know how they did it. And ever since then, he realized the willing way to win football matches or one of the best ways to win football matches is through pressing. Mm-hmm. We see it. We're watching this. Throughout this game right now, Aston, Aston Villa against Brighton and Hove, Chris, uh, uh, Steven Gerrard just came into uh, Aston Villa. Like, uh, Brighton had a lot of chances so far, mm-hmm. right? But the only way Steven Gerrard has been able to get anything working is through counter-pressing. Yeah. He's been counter-pressing, counter-pressing, counter Brighton still have chances, but they are finding ways to nick opportunities off them. Look mm-hmm. look at that. Look at that. Ollie Watkins right now is going initiating the press. Yeah. That is it. Like, all of a sudden, you're, you're pushing them back. You're pushing that wave back. Yeah. And, like you know, you're getting... Exactly. And you're getting opportunities now to get yourself back in shape mm-hmm. and counter and then get an opportunity to score. Yeah. Right? Ralph Ragnick will usher in that modern age of counter-pressing, 
proper pressing in our football team that we will need and you get the right players that can do it. He is the antidote that United need. He's the one that we need, but the one we would not get. Yeah. The one maybe we don't deserve mm-hmm. because our fucking like owners, mm-hmm. fan base, yeah. whoever pundits, idiots out there, pundits are also worse. In fact, pundits are the stupidest version of all the people. Don't mm-hmm. if you if a pundit like uh, Gary Neville, real friend that opens your mouth, just turn off the TV. Like yeah. seriously, that's my suggestion to you. Maybe watch a uh, vibe with five. Maybe watch, because real friend that finally came came to his senses. Yeah. Um, but uh, avoid uh, avoid those guys. But he will come in there. He is the antidote United need. But mm-hmm. they do not want it. Yeah, yeah. And that is why I'm saying United are finished. If they don't get Ralph Ragnick, United are done. Mm-hmm. Forget it. People, people think I'm being crazy, right? Yes, I am being fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am being fu- I've lost the plot. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not kidding you guys. You guys should see the way he As, looks right now. I, I have... <laughs> I have lost the plot, man. Really? I'm no longer in the. I'm no longer. I'm no longer in a place of like happiness. You know, not even happiness. No, no, half seas. Mm-hmm. I've tried to do half seas. I've tried. To, I've, I can't, you know, I, I yo turn that motherfucker off, man. Anyway, I kicked back. Yeah. You know, and uh, what they call it? I kicked back and I and I put a lot of my my personal personal beliefs, mm-hmm. right? My personal ideas. I shut it all up. So that Manchester United, like, so I can at least hope that Manchester United will do well, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I literally, I literally put all of that aside because I said, look, there is always a chance that you and I are wrong. Mm-hmm. There's always a chance that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is the world, is a world beater, and I'm <laughs> fucking wrong, yeah. right? But until now, 99% of the time, I know I'm right. Mm-hmm. I believe I'm right. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is an absolute terrible manager. That should not be coaching Manchester United. I, I believe that. But well, he can coach another team. Not in Premier League. Seriously, he's <laughs> going to be terrible in the championship. I'm not kidding you. Like, seriously, right? You really think so, man? I believe so. Like, this guy, he got kind of relegated, man. Yeah, Right? Yeah, so, yeah. you can say about all the crazy well, things. previously, though. So? <laughs> he got kind of relegated. Who, who the hell gets 400 billion pounds? Um, or 400 million pounds. I don't know what it is. 400, 400 million of the Queen's finest sterling. Uh, and you can't even challenge for a title. Mm-hmm. You have Ronaldo on your team. Even though I don't think, I think Ronaldo is a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have Ronaldo on your team still, right? Mm-hmm. You've got Pogba on your team. You've got Van der Beek, Bruno, right? Maybe they're not fucking winners, right? But you have the opportunity to coach them into winners. If mm-hmm. Klopp had these players, I'm pretty sure he'd be doing a lot better than what he's doing right now. Right. But what what is it? A guy who got Sancho, Van, Van der Beek, and he won't play these guys. Mm-hmm. He got Tellers to compete with Shaw, and he's not playing Tellers anymore. And now Shaw has deteriorated because Shaw probably thinks, I'm good. I'm good, homie. Yeah. He ain't going to bench me. Yeah. You know, last season, Shaw called for competition, and then he played his life out. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you don't even put it in his head that you need to still fight for your place. Yeah, what did Tuchel do to chill well this season? He didn't play him for like the first six, for first five, six. What did games. he? What did he say? He's like he needs to be, um, what do you call it, ready for competition. Thank you. And his mental, his mental needs work. Thank you. Uh, and now Chihuahua's balling. <laughs> Chihuahua's on my fantasy team, yeah. giving me assist points and yeah. and and doing things, brother. Yeah. Seriously, man, like that is what that's a testament of a real manager. Yeah. Ole has tell us, okay, tell us can defend. 
Sure, why not? Well, mm-hmm. then, then figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bump him forward. You know, figure it out. Put up a strategy where he where he likes to go and attack mm-hmm. and find a cover for him mm-hmm. defensively. But no, he won't. He wouldn't do that. Yeah. Right? Okay. Then all, all of a sudden, McTominay. <laughs> McTominay. Look, these guys keep saying, right? Oh, the players down tools. The players didn't fucking down. Those are his players, bro. Yeah. They didn't down tools. <laughs> McTominay was playing just the way he always plays. Yeah. Because he's a shit player. Mm-hmm. He's terrible. He really is. So, you know, bench his ass. Mm-hmm. You have Van der Beek on the bench. The, 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 the stupid thing they said was they didn't feel like Van der Beek was ready. Van der Beek. Yeah, yeah, I, saw, well, I read that. Van der Beek was in the listing for Ballon d'Or. Yeah. Van der Beek beat Real Madrid. Yeah. The goals that he Four scored one. killed Real Madrid. 4-1. They killed Juventus. Mm-hmm. Eh? <laughs> Van der Beek at the end of the day scored the last goal. That got him sacked. No, they, don't, they didn't get him sacked. Yeah. That tried to keep him in a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is almost remi- this reminded me of Marcio when yeah. Marcio um, Mourinho Mourinho, Marcia, Mourinho yeah. benched uh, Marcio and then was calling him last second, last minutes or in games. And everybody, everybody were complaining about Marcio. Marcio was scoring goals yeah. to keep Mourinho in a job. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, that's the manager's pro- That's the manager's fault. So, I like that thing somebody posted on Twitter where it was like, Van der Beek scored the last goal of 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 all this era. Poetic justice, poetic. man. Poetic justice, man. Like, <laughs> you know, the, for all the crap he's dealt with. Yeah, you know, poetic justice. So anyway, but anyway, Ra- Ragnik, Ragnik is the guy, man. Mm-hmm. He, and I've told you, he is the only solution. If you do not get, he is the antidote. If you do not get Raf Ragnik. On that United uh, 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 payroll or whatever mm-hmm. in the in the in the uh, what they call it in the football side of things, if you don't get a guy like him there, yeah, just forget it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely forget it. You can bring Zidane in. You can bring uh, whoever they call it. What's the other guys that they've been talking about? Mauricio Pochettino. Yeah, he's actually now number one target. Yeah, yeah. and Mauricio wants to come back because yeah, PSG is a, a joke. Um, so he wants to come back. The deal can be done in the next couple of days, apparently. Look, they can bring him in. He's probably going to run it. He, look, Pochettino may actually may, may help us play good football for the yeah. next two, three years. I'm not, I'm not saying these guys are not going to do something. But the board is But the, the long term, exactly. Yeah. The board... That's the problem, right? The, and the owners, and 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 what you need is stability up top. John Mortal is a, is a. I was happy when we got him because I was like, okay, finally we got a director of football, somebody who can actually think from a footballing perspective. He's, he's useless. <laughs> he's he's useless. He's a joke. That's why I say once again, what is the antidote? Ralph Ragnick. Ralph Ragnick. There's your solution. The only solution. And as I said, they will I, do it. I am right. Any person who agree, disagrees is wrong. And United would not do this. If you think I'm, if you think I'm wrong, search up on Raf Ragnick, and you believe me, your brain would change. Like the way you're thinking about United right now will absolutely change, and you'd be like, "This is the guy we need." And as well with um, with Ralph Ragnick going in to become an interim manager, that would give you enough time to push for Ten Hag. Yes, and Ten Hag already said he wants to come, but end of the season. Yes, right? bro. And uh, pretty much another thing too. When Ragnick is now coaching and realizing all these things that are happening, he can now start to see the problems from the inside, 
right? Because then that, what that would do is now create... So now when he goes into a job as the sporting director or like the technical director, mm-hmm. then he knows what he needs to fix. Exactly. Right? But the thing is, will man you do it? Nah. What a goal by Oli. That was a beautiful goal. Yeah. Uh, Manchester United would not do it. Manchester United would not do it because Ralph Ragnick said... Ralph Raddick has been twerking for this job for a yeah. long time, actually. Yeah, and he, yeah he, he said it. Yeah, he he said has he been. It, yeah. and, and he, but the one thing he's always asked, give me total control. Yeah. And you know what they, they say? No. Nah. They don't I want really that. They do. want somebody who's a yes man. And that's why I say, look, United are finished, guys. Forget yeah. it. Like, Pochettino's going to come in. Maybe we'll get third, maybe mm-hmm. second. You know, we'll play some beautiful football. We'll look great on paper. In three years, you'll capitulate. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be looking for a new guy. Ten Hag, same thing. If these guys don't have somebody up top that's looking after them from a footballing perspective, mm-hmm. just forget it, man. Seriously, forget it. Because what, 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 what? They're gonna just run into the same old problem, yeah. right? So, um, I, I, I just don't think so. And then, and then now, look, who, look who they have as a caretaker, Carrick. Yeah. Feeling is still there. Feeling is. Ever... It was supposed <laughs> to be feeling, right? No, no. Did they give it to Kerry? No, I don't know. Who's there was, the main assistant? Uh, Kerry, uh, it's feeling. But feeling, feeling doesn't know how to coach. <laughs> so why is he in a coaching job? Apparently. So there was a, there's a story, right? There's a, there's a story that is out there that feeling wanted to do that for a little bit and then move on to director of football. Mm. But feeling is a terrible like coach in the first place. And mm. actually, he's... He doesn't have an experience as a director of football. The only t- I think the only time it was in Australia, mm-hmm. he had something, yeah, and it wasn't working out for him. Anyway, it still, it's bad. Look, they didn't fire the guy when we lost to Liverpool. Mm-hmm. They didn't fire him when we lost to City. It was international break. They didn't fire the guy. They yeah. didn't like that was. Uh, how come they don't have any replacements? Yeah. Look seriously, okay. Let, let let's say it right. Okay, let, let let's say let, let me say it like um um. Once again, I will say there's a chance I'm wrong, right? Mm-hmm. There's a chance I'm wrong, and everybody else is right. Yeah. So let me say I'm wrong right now, right? But United have some smart people out there. Mm-hmm. Do you know who's not who doesn't have a job right now? Lucien Favre. Oh yeah. Ernesto Valverde. Mm-hmm. Paulo Fonseca. Even I don't think he's going to be. I think he's going to be terrible. Yeah, but yeah, these yeah. guys are not working right now. Yeah. How come you haven't called one of them and say, hey, Lucian, I know you, you hate Jadon Sancho, but could you come in and help coach us for six months? I don't and think then, he hates Jadon. I don't, I don't know, but I'm yeah. just saying they have beef. But still, you know, could you come coach coach my kids for six months and then after, like, we'll package you out and uh, we'll get somebody in? Look, you don't even need a, a, a director of football or anything. Mm-hmm. All you literally need is just somebody who just says, um, okay, I'll help coach your team and mm-hmm. see what I can do. Yeah. Right? But they, they're not even, they didn't even think to do that. There's, there's literally guys out there. Yeah, yeah. Right? There's also Lauren Blanc, if you want. Lauren Blanc, even though he's shit right now, Arayan. I, I researched him. Well, he's in Blanc. Um, Blanc's not the French coach no more? No, no, he's not. A, no, that's from uh, Dominic. He's been the French coach for a long time. Dominic who? Um... No, not Raymond Dominic. No, Didier Deschamps. Jeez, oh, I'm Didier, thinking Raymond Deschamps, Dominic. Deschamps. That weirdo. Uh, yeah, Didier Deschamps is the current. Uh, come on, man! You should have known this. They won yeah, the World I, Cup. I, I forgot what the that. Fuck? I forgot that. Uh, yeah, and no, I, but before that, it was Lauren, right? I can't remember, man. But uh, oh no, Lauren was at PSG. 
Yes, he was. And they played they played some Cincinnati football too. Yeah, but they went on he's, like three, he's, three years win. Yeah, he's with Arayan right now and Arayan apparently are doing terrible. He, before that they won one win out of fifteen games. Wait, 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 where's Arayan? Somewhere in Qatar. Um oh, one, oh, he won with a big money. Game, yeah, right? yeah, one win out of fifteen games and then <laughs> I think they had a seven game losing streak or something. <laughs> He's doing so bad right now. I remember now, but one, one time you wanted Lauren Blanc to take over for to take over for Ole as an interim. As an interim yes, yeah. as an interim. Yeah. That's it. Like, because I, I I thought he would have been best for the interim job, and yeah. then after you get a guy who's going to do something permanently. Mm-hmm. That's it. Look, man, I figured this whole thing out. I keep saying it over and over again. And if you want to start talking about United, let's talk about their rebuild for for five years. They've been rebuilding for how long now? So, like six, six, seven, seven, whatever it is, bro. But like, think of it, right? Some of those players, would you fucking, would you, would you uh, still have those those players on the team? Paul Pogba is almost on a con- out of con. Uh, Pogba is out of contract, right? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> Pogba is out of a contract. Nice goal, Tyrone. But uh, Pogba is out of a contract. Yeah. Linger, the way he's looking like he's he wants out. Jay Links, he, mm-hmm. he's doing twerking for West Ham right now. Yeah, which honestly, kind of his fault. I still blame Lingard for that because he's an idiot. He yeah. should have gone to them this year, mm-hmm. um, and he should have pushed for that move this year. But he was trying to be, he was listening to the sweet nothings from Ole. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, Van der Beek. Maybe he things may change for him right now because depending Ole's been fired. The, depending but on who the manager is. Exactly. Depends on who the manager is. Who who else again? Um, Phil Jones is still there. Yeah. Juan Mata, they if, keep renewing if, this. If Ten Hag comes in, they keep, they keep the big gets to play. Probably, uh, right? Because he already played with him. Right? Exactly. Uh, they keep re- renewing Juan Mata's contract every bloody year. <laughs> why? why? <laughs> right? Everybody keeps saying, oh, you know. Um, I didn't plan on selling him. <laughs> I didn't plan. <laughs> Who's gonna buy him, bruh? I didn't plan on selling him. Why would you give renewing the contract? I used to be so harsh with that on FIFA, bro. As soon as you reach 31, 32 years yeah, so old, I renew- get out. Yeah, yeah. I will if, even if, cut if, your contract. If, if, I can, if I can sell you, yeah. I will sell you. But if I can't sell you, your contract's cut, cut, bro. Yeah, I'm cutting your, your contract's contract. cut. How like, how is a modern day club? It's a video game. But like, how is it? They, re- <laughs> they renew by you, right? Yeah, yeah. Why he doesn't get to play? Which is ridiculous. Which is he's uh, like your best. But but but, not, but another thing, look, Wigby, another thing. Yeah. When he plays after two three games, he gets injured. Yeah yeah yeah. Why did you renew him? <laughs> Seriously though. Yeah, you already know he has all these issues, right? Bro, take that money and go give it to Milan Skriniar. Yeah. Take that money and go get Badeshili. Take that money and go get Sven Bos. There's players out there, yeah. man. Like people keep. People that want to come to the Prem and actually do something, moves, right? So with Varane in the back line, you know, you can do something. But yeah. then you have Maguire, who is just my God, yeah, my God, that boy, man, <laughs> that boy is finished. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, Maguire. <laughs> After the record, he was seen at the pub chilling and playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was his dad's birthday. Oh, it so. was his dad's birthday. But, but if that was Pogba, do you know what would have happened? Oh, they would have roasted oh, him, man. bro. They would have the racist, The racists would have come out. And I hate bringing all that stuff into our stuff. Yeah. But they would have come out in full drill. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at Pogba. He's disrespected the club, blah, uh-huh. blah, blah. Right? Right. So that's the thing. Like, you see all this shit, right, happening. There's so the, the the club is corrupt. Like yeah, I'm yeah. telling you, it is corrupt. It's all about money. It is corrupt. They're, 
there were there were there were people like Stephen Housen from Stratford Paddock. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever seen him. Small son of a bitch. This guy talks so much shit. Yeah. Like as if he's Mister Know It All. He talks so much crap. He's like, you know, anytime you 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 question his thinking. Oh, you know, you, you shut up, or that—that that doesn't make any sense. That's stupid. Like, he—he <laughs> he thought he was the smartest, you know, cook in the room, yeah. right? He—he he was dumb. He was one of the dumber people too, mm-hmm. right? Although he's saying one thing now, and he's saying something I agree with, and Hag should come in. He's saying that, and I, you know, I'm like, okay, you know what? For once, you got it right. Yeah. But before you got it right, you were sucking all his nuts, <laughs> right? It be. It became, no, seriously, it became so bad that Manchester, it was no longer ma- people supporting Manchester United anymore. Mm-hmm. It was people supporting Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. That was how bad it became. Yeah. And I look back, whenever I look back, I look at you guys, Chelsea. What was happening? People started to support Lampard, no longer Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. You always support your team. You always support your club. You don't support people. You I would never back Ole for any... If 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 it was trash from day one, mm-hmm. I would say it was trash. If Mourinho was trash from day one, I would say he was trash. Right. Van Gaal was trash, I would say I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I am a fan of Manchester United, United Football Club. That's the institution that I chose to follow. Mm-hmm. I don't choose to follow no fucking managers. Yeah, yeah. That's why anytime everybody brings up Louis Van Gaal, Mourinho, I'm like, shut your trap. Mm-hmm. Which Who do you support? Yeah, you have to support the club at the end of the day. And this way, the other problem started to come up. Then you now said because people instead started doing things like this, then people now you now started to have Pogba FC, yeah. Marshall FC, uh, Bruno FC. Um, what what do they call the other guy? Uh, um, okay, there's no Maguire FC because he's trash. Rashford FC, mm-hmm. like. You know, don't don't you dare say anything bad about Rashford. Even though Rashford took seven dribbles, <laughs> missed the fucking net when he should have passed the football. And now, the, you know, and now the the the, the, the pro, another one that has popped up, Ronaldo FC. Ronaldo, oh, the Ronaldo FC is in <laughs> bro. That's the one crowd now. Like as I'm dealing, I've dealt with the Ole FC crowd. Yeah. I'm now dealing with the Ronaldo the Ronaldo FC crowd. And those ones, their time will come, mm-hmm. and I'll be proven right again because I'm telling y'all. Like, look, Ronaldo was good because I don't say I'm gonna give him credit. Yeah, Ronaldo was not gonna put up with bullshit. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, he realized this motherfucker sucks, <laughs> yeah. right? So he was he's gonna, gonna go. He's gotta go. He wasn't gonna, gonna put go. up. With, he wasn't gonna put up with bullshit. Mm-hmm. But the other thing too, as well, the other thing too, as well, is yeah. he just like at the end of the day, you, <laughs> a real manager will come in and say, "Look, man, he didn't gotta do more," or you know, we'll try to figure out the system around you. Yeah. But you got to do something for us. Yeah. So I'm right now, I'm coming out for everybody. I'm like, seriously, if you guys want to start doing all this stupendous, you know, I support, oh, I support Ronaldo, get the fuck out. Because mm-hmm. it's either you're in it for the Manchester United institution or you're not. Yeah. Right? And what you should be looking at right now, you should be looking at get the Glazers out. Mm-hmm. Our fan base are fucked up. Our ownership is corrupt. Like, Fergie's fucking up. Yeah. You know? He's got to go, too. Like, he's got to go. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fergie FC, get the fuck out. Like, yeah, look, man, yeah. you've yeah. done what you've done. And it's go time to enjoy your retire time in the sunset. Time. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, go farm somewhere, look on, look at the sunset and chill. Mm-hmm. Smile like Thanos. Bro, like, just, just, leave. all of these motherfuckers that are corrupting the club from the inside mm-hmm. need to go. 
And if it doesn't happen, I can guarantee you in 20 years, United will still be the same place. We'll be having this conversation. We'll be like, we'll have kids running around the house mm-hmm. and we'll be doing this podcast. <laughs> and we'll say, we told you so 20 years ago. <laughs> right? Like, it, it, that's the only way. And the only, and another thing too is, if Ralph Ragnick doesn't come, United, United, the fan base needs to really mobilize and try to get the glazes out. Yeah. This is why I don't... This is, Look, I'm, I might be gloating right now, but I'm not happy. I'm not... I'm not, I don't feel like I've won, really won anything, mm-hmm. right? Because at the end of the day, I want United to be successful. You got to get the Glazers out. Mm-hmm. The Glazers and our fan base are... This is another thing why our fan base are so stupid, right? Mm-hmm. So I said a lot of people are stupid. I'm sorry. Like, people don't like it. Turn off. I'm sorry. I love you all for listening, <laughs> but turn off right now. As soon as they got Ronaldo, yeah. motherfuckers were buying this motherfucker's shirt. Mm-hmm. They bought the shirt. Mm-hmm. They, the Glazers have you now. They, yeah. Who's going to go out and go protest? Yeah. I don't even agree with the protest no more. Yeah. Because it's like, <laughs> why? It was, it was an em- emotional cover. Why? They used that. You motherfuckers, as soon as the guy, got, they got Ronaldo, rather than them getting a fucking solid defensive midfielder in Ruben Neves, mm-hmm. you know, or whoever else. Yeah. You guys stay there. They got Ronaldo. Viva Ronaldo, Viva Ronaldo. <laughs> and you bought all the jerseys you could. They released those beautiful blue kits. Motherfuckers rushed and bought those blue kits. Oh, not yeah. even thinking. Sancho came. They bought Sancho jerseys. Mm-hmm. Varane came. Oh, we're going to win a week. Like, people were coming all over themselves. They were like thinking, like, this is what's going to happen, right? Yeah. What happened now? <laughs> anyway. That's it for the United segment, bro. I don't think I have anything else. Unless you want to, like, add one more piece to that. But I think we basically covered anything we need to cover on this thing. Oh, we didn't even talk about the Watford game. <laughs> Why do we need to talk about the Watford game? <laughs> that was shambles, man. Look, no, look, I'll tell you something. The Watford game, the first half, was an absolute nightmare. <laughs> the second half, as soon as Van Der Beek came on... It became better. They, they became better. You know what they did? They put... They, they finally put Bruno in the number eight. Like mm-hmm. how, if I would have done, mm-hmm. I would have put Bruno in the number eight. Yes, he's in a magnificent, magnificent number ten. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't work as a team, as a ten. Yeah. He just works for himself. He gets the stats, he gets the numbers, and that's it. Put him as a number eight. And when he started to bu- help on the build-up play, mm-hmm. all of a sudden the opportunities were plenty. Ronaldo missed a lot of chances that game. Yeah. He did. There were two, three, four gifted chances for this guy. He missed them. So that just shows you. And then Van der Beek took his chances when he got them. Like mm-hmm. Ronaldo assisted that too. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Play, like Sancho, Sancho, Sancho created, created a see, chance. And like then... Sancho for once had a guy who could actually pass him the fo- football. Yeah. McTominay wasn't there anymore. Yeah, yeah. Van der Beek could actually pass the football to him. And actually make the And look game. at what happened. Yeah. It is that it was that easy. It was that easy. Look. You're not gonna beat City with that, you know, with that one-time solution. You know, you're just not gonna beat yeah. them. You're not gonna beat Liverpool with that one-time solution. But I can guarantee you, the other teams, you would beat them, mm-hmm. which is what the football is about. Yeah, I've always said it. It's not about beating Liverpool or City. It's about beating the smaller teams. Mm-hmm. You could lose to Liverpool, City. You can buy losses, and you can still, you know, look at Arsenal. How is Arsenal where they are right now? Mm-hmm. They just took a pummel from Liverpool, yeah. but then they're gonna beat everybody else one nothing, and you're gonna see them top five, top six, top four. <laughs> So that's the trick. Yeah. There's, it's not a it's not a magic thing. Play Van der Beek there, and you solve the solution. Like mm-hmm. you 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 solve a lot of the problems. It's not you're not gonna you know you're not gonna f- figure all the answers out. 
But at least from a football perspective, from build up play, mm-hmm. from actual clear, uh, uh, clean football, you solve a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But even before he came in, they, Watford should have scored four or five goals. Yeah. When he came in, we should have scored four or five goals. Mm-hmm. And then, at the last minute, you know, and then Maguire and his record, look, there's just so many problems, man. <laughs> Forget about the Watford game. The Watford game is just one of many. Yeah. Right? And, uh, oh, yeah. Carrick is yeah. the new... Can't take him, man. Okay, man. Well... <laughs> um, well somebody said something. I think it was Sean. Sean said... When the new manager comes in, they should play um, Victor Lindelof as the CDM. I'm like, are you stupid? What did I tell you, bro? There's a lot of stupid... I was like, what kind of nonsense is you thinking here? I told, What did I say before? I said there's a lot of stupid... United fans. I mean, I don't think it's stupid. It's his opinion, right? Yeah. But it's a fucking stupid opinion. <laughs> um, I've heard. I've heard this a lot. I've heard of this a lot, man. Um, you know, play uh, uh, play uh, Lindelof as a midfielder. Yeah, motherfucker, just go buy Ruben Neves, man. Yeah, you know, and if you don't have Ruben Neves, play them. The guys that you, you know, can go get. play Matic. Um, uh, who the, who's your other midfielder? Donny van der Beek as mm-hmm. an eight, Bruno as an eight, and you will solve that problem. Yeah. Uh, stop with this, uh, uh Victor Lindelof uh, crap. Stop <laughs> with this. Um, you know, who do you want to put there next time, Maguire? Um, <laughs> no, so it's not a, it's not a, it's not a smart idea. Mm-hmm. And um, at the highest level, it's not just like, hey, go put my best friend in there as the holding holding mid, yeah, and we'll solve the problem. Um, at the highest level, it's not that. At the highest level, it's all about uh, what they call it, uh, you know, the right people mm-hmm. in there, right? Yeah. So, in other words, Sean, you need a brain. <laughs> <laughs> still love you though still love you guys look at the end of the day um, I- I'm heated right now and uh, you know but I still love you guys I still love everybody you know at the end of the day it's just I'm just passionate about this team man like and and I think I think that whenever I look at this stuff mm-hmm. United have a lot of options yeah. we do we have a ton of options mm-hmm. But the problem is we have a lot of stupendous people who are running the club. We have a lot of stupendous people who feel that. And that's what irritates me because uh, United actually have a social media team that monitors like you know interactions and things like that. They actually watch what we say. They mm-hmm. watch what we do. And if you have people like Gary Neville, Rio Ferdinand, Paul Scholes, mm-hmm. Roy Keane, all these, all these people, and then you now have pockets of the fan base mm-hmm. where you have like the United Stand, uh, Streffer Paddock, um, you know Stephen House and Adam McCullough, Mark Grobridge, all these guys who kind of influence, they, they really influence their the fan base right. as to what what is out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it becomes a problem because they monitor that shit, and then they and stupid this stupid club listens to a lot of what people say there. Mm-hmm. And then they, they they live by that. Yeah. Um. And it's it shouldn't be the way. That's yeah. why I say it's corrupt, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't. They they put up a sad video of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. We haven't even talked about that. But oh yeah, the the, the exit. The, the exit. I didn't. I watched like one clip, and he was almost in tears. And I said, "Look, do you know how many managers get fired yeah. in the lower divisions? Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers getting a seven million payout. He's getting a good f- compensation check." Yeah. Some guys don't get a lot of... Actually, Craig Burley mentioned this on ESPN FC. Mm-hmm. He's like, some 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 of the lower-tier managers fight for their compensation yeah. checks. 
they make they don't make anything. Yeah. Right? And they all of a sudden they're out of a job. Mm-hmm. And you have a guy who was incompetent and who should didn't deserve it from the get-go, mm-hmm. get the job, and then he's getting a $7 million uh, pound payout. And an exit interview. And an exit interview. Who the hell does an exit interview, man? Lampard waited two weeks and then an Instagram post. Yeah. That yeah. was it. He waited two weeks and he said, guys, I'm out. Right? Mm-hmm. That, that was it. Look... And everybody wants to say, oh, Solskjaer was a nice guy and blah, blah, blah. He was all about the friendship. It was all about friendship. And I blah, was blah. laughing I'm looking, was I'm looking at Van der Beek. How does Van der Beek feel about this stuff, guys? Mm. Like, does he feel like it was all about the friendship when he wasn't playing him? Uh-huh. You know? Um, so, I, I just, whenever I look at this stuff, man, like, I, you know, and the exit interview was a joke. Yeah, it was a freaking joke, man. Like, get a get the hell out of here. You, you're not touching my heart with that stuff. Oh, I felt like look, I felt bad because I look at another human being. Uh-huh. You know, he really cared. He wanted to, do, but deep down, if he really cared, he would have put in his two weeks. <laughs> yeah. He see, Gattuso did that with Milan. Uh-huh. Do you know that there was another coach? I think Gattuso and somebody else did that. Uh, Gattuso did that with Milan. And Conte, Conte also left Inter. Well, he got a payout, but yeah. you know, Gattuso did that. I said, look. I love the club more than the money. Mm-hmm. I'm walking. Yeah. That's like, that's respect. Yeah. If at least Ole had done that, I would have said, you know what? Respect, man. Apparently, they were saying as well, like it was some some, some uh, headlines were saying it was a mutual consent. Uh, that's what, they want to say without like, as in, oh, we didn't sack him kind yeah. of thing. He got sacked, bro. <laughs> you know? And, After that last. Yeah, he got that. sacked. And that's, the, that's what I say. It's corrupt, man. Like, mm-hmm. There's no meritocracy, right? Yeah. McTominay is playing over Van der Beek. Which is stupid. That's like the start of it, yeah. right? The other start of it is you got guys like Carrick McKenna, Mike Phelan, all these guys who are not good enough, but the but Ole did not get a coaching staff mm-hmm. to support him. Yeah. He believed in them. They were that good. They were terrible. Right. Right? He didn't do the coaching. They did the coaching and they were absolutely fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. So hey. It's just it's sad, man. But I said, I have the antidote. And the antidote is Ralph Ragnick. And if you don't get Ralph Ragnick, sure. We'll get Pochettino or Pochettino or whatever. And the next minute, guess what's going to happen? It all comes back. It comes back. It comes back. And if we win something, dude, I'm not going to cry. I'm going to be happy we won something. And I think Pochettino can do a, a job. I think he can. But he's got a dusty trophy cabinet, man. It doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter about a dusty trophy so, cabinet. So here's the thing. Toko said... Uh, Pochettino so nicely up to win the like the league on right. No, no, hold up. Tuchel did not set Pochettino up to anything so nicely to win it. The, they were struggling on the, but they were look, still first look, place. No, 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 no. They were not like I think they were like second place or third place, bro. They were not. This is a this is a thing now where everybody's like Tuchel was struggling with PSG. He was actually doing not a great job. But you know what? Tuchel was a good manager, and we all knew. That PSG players are a bunch of fucktards. Yeah, yeah. They're all idiots. Yeah, you know, a lot of play power they do there. they do a lot of stupid shit there. Even under Herrera, that I love with all my heart, went over there and was uh, and got caught with a prostitute that ended up like <laughs> fucking stealing his money. <laughs> and and I was I was shocked. I'm like, I, even is they, he married? Yes, with two, <laughs> two kids. Dude, I was so shocked, man. I was like, under Herrera? I can't believe it. Oh, my dude. eyes have seen things. There's no freaking way under Herrera uh-huh. got caught with a prostitute yeah. and she stole half his, like, stuff, <laughs> right? And, you know, you're looking at all this, right? Like, 
uh, 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 I'm losing my train of thought here, but PSG mm-hmm. messed people up. Lionel Messi <laughs> went there and doesn't want to play football anymore. <laughs> Seriously. He's got a beauty goal today. Yeah, he's got no so like yesterday. Nice. He's got a goal, so but nice. he he just doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care anymore, man. Like I wouldn't say he doesn't care. I just think he's just not playing for Barcelona anymore. It's just kind of like that. Bro, I'm just it does not matter, man. You're making excuses. He's getting P- ready. He's getting ready P- for the World Cup, though. P- Argentina is P- on the team. I know, right I know. Now. PSG messes up players. Yeah, and because of that, coaches get tired of that shit. Yeah. What kind of a you know, job there is to coach? And Tuka's like... Tuka got fired Tuka, because... Tuka he, said he's like, they wanted me to be a politician. Him. Yes. Because yeah, Leonardo, as much as he used to be a good partner, he started to become an idiot. Mm-hmm. Like, Tuka would not take shit from people. Yeah. He just wouldn't. That's why they fired him. Exactly. And Pochettino is shutting up his mouth. But he's like, guys, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> because he knows... Take me back to Ultra. Yeah. He, he I should have taken this job when I was Tottenham manager. He should have taken the job when he was Tottenham manager. Well, yes. Barry Kane should not sign a contract, but all of these guys all they all try to secure deals because yeah. they don't know where they're gonna be tomorrow, That's right? The thing, right? So. so, but either way, bro, I, I you know the um, I, that's why I don't, I don't. Pochettino, he may be dusty or whatever, but he's a good coach. He's, yeah, I think he he's is. a good coach. And I think oh, man, he, 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 well, but, he really he really helped Tottenham and really yeah. brought them to levels. Yeah, right? so. but I don't think he's the answer. I think Ten Hag is the answer mm-hmm. with with a director of football. Yeah. Pochettino can come in, but in my opinion, he will, he will really need a lot of help. Yeah. He also will need a director of football too. Yeah. Anybody who comes in needs a director of football. But then again, um, when, uh, what do you call it, uh, when Pochettino was running Tottenham, right, he was, they didn't buy players for him. They didn't realize he got fired yeah. after they bought players yeah, for him. Yeah, yeah. They, they didn't, they didn't leave. There's another person I hate that's Daniel an also Levy. Idiot. Daniel fucking Levy. Yeah. Right? These guys are scums of the earth. Mm. Right? You know, filthy scums of the earth. They just want to hold all the money and not yeah, they, do anything ugh. else. They don't. They don't help their managers. Yeah. They don't support them. Also, Levy. You know? Levy is also another businessman. These guys don't have like proper technical directors that help them. They used to sure. have a director of football. Probably fired him because uh, he was he asking for players. No, he left. He left. Because he started but, bullshit. Uh, yeah, well, probably, but he left, and that's the, that's the thing, right? Like, but these guys, they there's comes a football man. Own, owners slash chairman slash CEOs. Mm-hmm. They really are, like, some of them can really be scummy. If they don't know what they're doing, yeah. they can be scummy. Yeah. The thing, in, in your, in your a good setup for your for your footballing thing is to hire yourself real football brains. Brains. Director yeah. of footballs, technical director, mm-hmm. coaching staff, backroom staff, management. Like, you got to have real footballing people. The people who do it well, Bayern Munich. Yeah, Bayern Munich are the masters of doing it. They take their legends, yeah. rather than letting like, hey, Gary Neville, please go to uh, become a pundit and start talking shit mm-hmm. on on your punditry because you're just a useless, you know, you're ter- you're a terrible man- manager, you know, and then you know you're just a useless guy in general right now. Phil, Phil, know. Phil is Gary's brother, right? Oh, he's worse. Phil Neville is terrible. Bro. Isn't he like the the, oh, the no, manager no, no, for the uh, England he, women team? No, he's no longer. But he he, got fired? no, no, he left for Inter Miami. He is terrible. I can't believe David Beckham, who, which is my favorite football of all time. Um, I can't believe he uh, hired that that fraud. But anyway, <laughs> that's 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 the thing, right? Yeah. But the boys club, right? Corruption. Yeah. Like that's the thing. They bring somebody who is one of their own rather than bringing proper 
people who know how to do the job. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so uh, I, I lost my train of thought, but um, they, you, oh yeah, you, as as it, you need pro- a proper direction when it comes to football. Yeah. Football. Not the business. Yeah. At this stage right now, bro, I'm like, I I want the asset to be devalued for Manchester United. I really want it. I want it to be so. I want it to be destroyed. I want mm-hmm. it to be so bad. Um, and I want. Uh, yeah, I I don't want the team to qualify for top four. I don't mm-hmm. want them to be in the Europa League. I don't mm-hmm. want them to be anywhere. I don't want the Glazers to get any more revenue. I want them to like so be in the diminish. be in the barren lands now. Yeah. Like like fail. Mm-hmm. Because that's the only way people will wake up. But if they don't fail, and if they if they luck out again, and they get somebody who helps them luck out again, mm-hmm. they will keep doing the same filthy shit they're doing. Yeah, right. So for sure. Anyway, man, I know we've we've covered this up with United, and you know, it's, it's, where are we at now? I don't even know for an hour, man. We probably are an hour, but we got a lot of things still to talk about. Yeah, I think we're gonna divide this podcast into two podcasts, man. Yeah. You know, because of how crazy it is. It, it's a it's a crazy news, mm-hmm. and um, uh, it's it, my mind my mind is going places. Okay. But anyway, let's move on. Um, Nigeria's manager Gennaro Ro has been fired. Oh, thank God! Look, <coughs> I'm gonna I'm not cover. I don't like covering um national stuff on here, international football. Yeah. But I don't mind talking about this because this is another terrible ass motherfucker that <laughs> so, should have been canned for so a long do- time. So Dr. Ojuzo Kalu apparently, uh, <laughs> you know our governor, of uh, old, State, yeah, old governor, our yeah. old governor when we were in Nigeria, yeah. he said years ago, um, Gunnar Roll put in an application to be the manager for Aimba, and he turned him down. Yeah. So. What makes you think that this man can come and coach Nigeria? So then they went and when when they went and gave him the managerial standpoint, mm-hmm. then after all these games have been like so terrible and we've been struggling, then Ojo's Okala came and spoke out again. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm calling on the minister of football in Nigeria to fire this yes, guy. Yes. And like it was all over news yeah. all over the news. That's so funny. Oh my god, man. Dude, but did you did honestly, you watch Gunnar, did you watch the game so? I saw like a, a one or a couple of them, but like I was always working, you know. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It is on YouTube. Go to FIFA TV. Yeah. You can watch any African Nations Cup qualifier really? or African qualifiers. Okay. It was so bad. Bro, man. Look, okay, a part of the problem, look, mm-hmm. I'll, there's two things, right? Yeah. The players were bad, okay. right? So how do I determine if a player is bad? So, for example, simple ball control, mm-hmm. right? They can't control the ball. They can't make a simple five-yard pass, right. you know, stuff like that, right? Um, and there was a lot of that. Uh, I don't know if it was a problem with the pitch mm-hmm. or, that they were playing on, but guys like Ihan Achok couldn't control the football, you know, he couldn't do anything. But he can control it when it comes to Leicester. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It might be a pitch problem because <laughs> yeah. some of the pitches don't look very good, right? Leicester uneven and all that. Yeah, they don't like they look dry, mm-hmm. right? You look at the city. We're watching City right now against Everton. Yeah. And you look at the city field, and it looks you know luscious. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um. So, uh, a lot of the uh, what they call it, uh, but a lot of things they just couldn't do. It. Even Odion Gallo was playing. Mm-hmm. You know, but not not. Now, that's where you now get into where the manager starts to screw up. Yeah, a guy like Odion Igalo should not be, should playing. Not be playing with Nigeria. the Nigerian team. Yeah, <clears throat> he should be on. He, he should be he should, not even in the squad. Exactly. Remember what you said. 
if this was your man- FIFA manager, yeah. you would have gotten rid of the older players, yeah, right? Absolutely. That's the perfect example. Yeah. Odioni Gallo is washed. He's mm-hmm. done. This guy has not been good for a very, very long time. Yeah. But why is Gunnar Raw still playing him? Exactly. And still putting him on. Exactly. Side. So then the other thing too as well, as I said, you can criticize the players as things that you can you can assess that is like, okay, this is the player's fault as to why we're not performing, right? right? But now in this other there's other things like long ball. These boys, every single play, they get the ball, long ball, long ball. To who? Oh see man. But then everybody knows that. So what do they do? They just sit on him. They put three, four guys <laughs> on Osimhen. So Osimhen will touch the ball. They they've taken the ball away from yeah. him. So anyway, uh, this one I had I have energy for because Gennaro is a terrible, terrible manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, once again, these are dinosaurs of the time. Yeah. Like I, I keep saying this, everybody. They, Was Gennaro ever good? Who does he I, even manage? I don't fucking know, bro. <laughs> I don't know where this guy came from. I don't want to know. I don't care about his history. And it's crazy too because he's a he's a German guy. He's a German tactician, apparently. He, he's a German tactician. <laughs> this is the thing you have. You don't hire football dinosaurs anymore. Yeah. The game is like when I, when I, I I feel pain, bro. Mm-hmm. Anytime I watch African football, and I watch like. Um, uh, what they call it, even South American football, I feel pain. Yeah. Because I'll tell you why. When even CONCACAF, yeah. uh, Canada beat um, uh, uh, what they call Mexico two one. Yeah. Even that, bro, I'm telling you, these guys will get destroyed by the teams in Europe. Oh yeah. They will absolutely because the, the level, the level, the levels these guys are playing at. It's mm. like <sighs> it's unbelievable. It will be. It will it's be. It, it will be. For example, that plays with Everton. He can't even make their fucking. Starting, you know, starting the lineup. Yeah, right. He's and there was a time enough. where he was actually making it, which was crazy. Yeah, even in Arsenal too. He's, but they were not even winning games because he's no. not. He's simply not good enough. These yeah. guys are not good enough, um, and they're not intelligent enough. They don't. Mm-hmm. They have so many bad habits that you when you when you watch them, you're like, how? Like, you know, how are you a professional player? Yeah, this is the stuff that you kick out of kids, mm-hmm. but you're still doing it right. at your level. Like how, and. How come you guys are not evolving? Like it's so bad, dude. And that's this is not that's the sad part. Like you see, you see guys, you know Neymar, right? Mm-hmm. Dribbles everybody, dribbles everybody, and everybody think this is good. Like it's not good enough. Anyway, yeah. I but that, I'm glad they sacked him, and I hope uh, he stays sacked for time, a very it long time. It was time, man. So now, who did Nigeria go for? I don't care. What are the just somebody options? who plays who somebody who plays much more attacking football. Yeah, and good luck finding that. But would they would they go from inside or would they go out? How do you mean? Like would they rather Nigerian coach inside Nigeria or would they rather hire from outside of the country? Um, I don't care. Just find somebody who can coach these guys. I don't care. Woke up is coming up, man. We need to be ready. <laughs> We're not gonna look, 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 look. Let me just tell African you, African Nations Cup is the first one to start getting. It does ready not. First. It does not. We're not gonna be ready. Where Africa is not. It's a joke when I see African teams in there. It's re- it really is. When was the last time an African team made it out of the qualifiers? Since I think it was. I mean, out Ghana, of the group, out of the Ghana, group stage. Right? Was it Ghana? Yeah, maybe Ghana in 2010. Yeah. In 2014, and any maybe Algeria in 2014, maybe. Algeria. In 2018, nobody did. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, African? No, no, I don't think Algeria. Where was 2014? Brazil. 
Did yeah, Algeria yeah. make it to Brazil? Yeah, where, where they did beat, play uh, Germany uh, extra time. In the final. Yeah, but I think the Algeria played Germany extra time. I think so. But still, the African teams don't do anything worth of note. In they the don't. Yeah. They really don't. Right? Mm-hmm. They don't do anything worth of note. So, after, and it, it pains me, man, because yeah. Europe is going to keep dominating until people learn, until until the, until these guys evolve with the times. Honestly, I, uh, I think we were speaking about this a long time ago. And I think, honestly, what these guys need to start doing now is like finding these players like super young because they need to. What's happening is like so many of these guys are going to other countries and playing for them and becoming world class, right? If if all these guys, the technical directors in all these countries need to be a little bit more aggressive, especially Nigeria. I don't know who the hell who's running the football there, but somebody needs to be really aggressive. And I mean aggressive in the sense where it's like, find these players young and convince them to come and play for the nation. Mm. Otherwise, you will lose them, yeah. you know? Guys like Jamal Musiala, he's Nigerian. He's playing for Germany now. Yes. The same thing with uh, Adeyemi as well. He's also Nigerian. He's playing for Germany. Mm. All these guys, like if they if they start like pushing in and being like, okay, like we know this guy is Nigerian. We're gonna pull him in and we're gonna pull him in. And now and slowly now this technical director now using his brain and bringing all these guys together. And then he's like. Now look at this team that I have. Dele Ali should be playing for Nigeria. All these guys that are playing out abroad should mm. be coming home to play. But because the technical direction is not as aggressive as Europe. Europe sees, England sees, they're like, boom. Yo, yo, we want you to join us. Yeah. Boom. Can I, but I'll say one thing, right? It will not work. Yeah, it's... Let me tell you why. The development. It's not even development. It's where were you born. Yeah. And how long did you spend time there? Absolutely. That's if you go to Adeyemi and you go to Musiala, they don't feel like Nigerian players. Mm-hmm. They really don't. Because they never lived in Nigeria. Yeah. They never went through the so-called struggle. Yeah. They just don't know what it feels like to mm-hmm. be a Nigerian. True. Right? And I'll tell you one thing. When these guys come into the Nigerian organization and they see how disorganized it is. They leave. They, they get, no, they don't leave because maybe they say, okay, I'm a part of it. They get frustrated. Yeah. Because they're like, are you guys freaking serious? Mm-hmm. It's not, like, that wouldn't work. So the the thing that ni- they, these countries need to do is, first of all, start with grassroots football. Yeah. Start And when I say grassroots, I'm not talking about, oh, start with grassroots football and send them to Germany or whatever. Because when they go there, they're going to feel German. They're yeah. not going to feel Nigerian. Right. Start with grassroots football in your country. country. Yeah. You should be finding guys in Enyimba, mm-hmm. Kano Pillars, yeah. you know, uh, whichever team out there. You should be finding these players at a very young age and start developing them mm-hmm. within the country. But that also comes with de- developing the infrastructure. Developing, But the problem is these countries are corrupt. Yeah. So they have problems with that. They sink the money so, in, into, the, yeah. into those programs and do the stuff, right? Yeah, I have the solution mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. But they're too stupid yeah. to do it and too corrupt to do <laughs> too it. Too corrupt to do it, for so, sure. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget, about, forget about that. Forget, you but, know? Another, but another thing, too, though, is like uh, Nigeria's U17 team, right? The under-17 team has won more World Cups than any, of the, any, any other country. Because 
Like, I know people always make fun about, like, the age thing or whatever. But, <laughs> they have 20-something years yeah, explain. Yeah, but it's because those kids around that age are much more, how would I put it, athletic. Yeah. Um, you know, but they're, not, but they're not very technically athletic. But mm-hmm. I'll tell you now, that would change because the modern game, a lot of them are much more athletic. Mm-hmm. If you look at uh, Spain... Can't remember the Spanish one that won the Euros and all that stuff with Sergio Canales and uh, Isco. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys became like killers, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and they're a lot more technical now mm-hmm. than before. And those guys will start to win more now. Yeah. Why? Because these guys haven't developed their grassroots football properly. Mm-hmm. You have to develop your. You have to put build, build in infrastructure. Make sure the clubs and your and your guys are, devo- are picking these kids younger. Than- in Nigeria, did we know of anything known as an academy when we were there? No. Nope. Exactly. You need to, you need those things. You need yeah. to start bringing up those things mm-hmm. and really enforcing them in the youth structure of your team. And then everything will be. And then yeah. things we players in Nigeria don't people don't know this, but a lot of players in Nigeria don't get to play organized football until they're like fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. Here it starts at seven. Yeah. Six. Six. Five. Then they crazy. don't they don't get to start playing organized football till they're fifteen, sixteen, and that, it's not even like legit. It's like either maybe school sometimes mm-hmm. or friends. In yeah. in Europe, they've been playing organized football since they were six, seven, eight. Yeah. So, so they're prime. Exactly, grassroots football. If you don't get that that shit right, forget it. Mm-hmm. But you're not gonna turn Balogun to a ball ball playing center back overnight, or True Kong to a ball playing center back overnight. Yeah. You just are not gonna do that. Um, and it starts from when they're kids, right? Some yeah. of these, some of these center backs you're seeing. Oh, I used to play striker when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I was so technical. Uh, the team started to use me. Uh, I, I I played it for a while, and then when I grew up, I grew, I was six foot seven. Yeah. They said, okay, play center back. Yeah. And now you have a ball playing center back. Mm-hmm. Start from grassroots, man. Right. Absolutely. Okay, I think we're done with that one. Um. I feel like uh, the next manager that's in line to get sacked is Rafa Benitez. Do you? Yeah. I don't know what it is, but, like, he hasn't won a single game. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a draw, three losses, another draw, and another two losses. Yeah. It's been actually pretty shambolic. I think I think Rafa might be the next one to get the. Set. I think I think they should stick with him. You think um, so? Yeah, Rafa is a good coach. I think they should stick with him for now. Yeah. Um, but that's not where Everton should be, though. No, that is where Everton should be. You think so? Uh, Everton 18th are not. Place? They're not a good. They're not. They're, they're not 18th right now, are they? I think they're 18th. No, they're not. Double check. Yeah, let's check that. I don't think so. <laughs> and if they are, then just stick by him. Wait. <laughs> Wait, the 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 my my own thing is they haven't gotten the breaks that they needed. Um Yeah, what's going on over there? The the there's a lot of there's a lot of, there's a lot of issues, but the players are just not up to the standard. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'll say. The players are just not up to the standard. We just talked about it will be eleventh. Yeah, exactly. It will be it will be is not that good of a football player. Mm-hmm. Um the guy they were relying on, Demar Demar Gray. Uh, you just saw him walk off injured, yeah. but he needs somebody who's good in the in the box. Uh-huh. Another thing too is in the box. Who else do you need? You need a guy like uh, what they call it, Calvert Lewin. Yeah. He's injured right now, so 
I would just they they need to stick by him. They're on a they're on a rough patch, yeah. and um, just give him some time. I, I really so. I really think I really think they 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 need that for mm-hmm. now, um, and it would take them time to figure it out. It would take them time to understand what's really going down. He's mm-hmm. made some changes with Digna coming in. Uh, uh, no, not Digna. Uh, Delph coming Delph. in in the midfield. Yeah. Um, he, he's he's done some of those, but yeah, he just needs time. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's what I feel like at this stage. I think I think if he if he catches another two three L's, he's getting sacked. And if he gets sacked, then he gets sacked. You, yeah. you probably are right. I don't I don't think that, that you're wrong on that. But because, I also because Everton board will be looking at it like, what is going on here? But they're just not good enough. Like they don't have the players to really do anything worth of note. That's true, right? They don't have the depth. Uh, what was uh? Because I remember at this at, at this point last season, Ancelotti was like second or, or first place, right? Uh, no, 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 no. It was something else. But he was pretty um, close to the but, top. But but even with Ancelotti, they you can see Ancelotti is a phenomenal coach. Yeah, and they still finish like ninth or tenth or something. Mm-hmm. The 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 Everton players that is their level. Yeah. Is the reality. If they're trying to dream big, they need to spend big. Yeah. Right? And another thing too you learn in football is you can spend big and it doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Villa took the hundred million they got from uh Grealish. And who did they get? They got um uh what do they call him uh Bailly, right? Yeah. Leon Bailey. Leon Bailey. Uh, didn't they get Buendia or something? You know, they got a bunch of players that joined the team. Yeah. And they still sacked Dean Smith. Mm-hmm. Right? So and this man actually won his first game, man. Yeah, he won his first game, yeah. I went to watch that game. I've had a chance to watch it. It was so sloppy, man. Was it? Oh, yeah, sure. but they, they got lucky. Honestly, they got lucky, but at the end of the day, the three points is what matters, yeah, right? exactly. That's why I said the belief. Yeah. When you win, you get you get belief. Mm-hmm. Everton probably is going through that patch right now. They get a win. A lot of things will change. Yeah. Right? So, and they had also played a tough game against City. Like, you're playing City right now. City are... Uh, City, I think, will go on a streak. I have a feeling they're going on a streak you right think now. So, yeah. yeah, they've won. They, they've been starting to win games. Heating up. Yeah, they're heating up. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, you guys won three nothing. Yeah, man, what a game! Pulisic is back. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> I always gotta shout my boy Pulisic. I've out. always, I've I always, always gotta shout my boy Pulisic out because at the end of the day. You and Paul and Ahmad, everybody's like, Pulley's not fair. I get it. I get it. He's not. But those games in, in Honduras, they were trying to kill him, bro. <laughs> they were literally trying to kill him. Did you see the goal he scored with the United States? Oh, that was, that was the so mirror? beautiful, man. Oh, whatever it oh, my is. God. They, they flew into that box. Yeah. See, that's that's the thing. That's And, and Tukul also said in the press conference, he's like, he's like, to, um, Pulisic and Ziyech, the two of them, are so unlucky not to start this game, right? Mm. So, which means they're starting against Manchester United on uh, on I, I, I don't s- care. If you guys, Saturday if if Carrick is the coach, please do the, do the needful, guys. <laughs> if you need to win, win. I don't yeah. give a shit. But what, mean, a, don't care. what a game it was, man. Kante was unbelievable. Because Pulisic came in like in the 60, 60 yeah. some minutes. But Kante was unbelievable. That goal, man. I still haven't watched. I still haven't Jeez. watched the game. I saw. I think I saw the goal on Twitter. Oh yeah. Um, but we, I still haven't watched. We should have put it down while we're watching. We're watching nah, City right now in yeah, Everton. I don't care. But like, um, 
Freaking my goodness, what a what a goal that was. And when is when when is when through. is Lukaku coming back? I think he's back already. The only thing is now he, they they're working through that uh, second stage yeah. with him, yeah. and I think that's the stage where he just like starts to feel himself a little bit. Timo came back. Timo was back with this game, mm. but um, he didn't really see the pitch, right? So next next game, now we have even more options, right? Everything is now coming again, mm-hmm. and now. With Lukaku, if Lukaku returns, then it's like boom, right? We're yeah. back in it again. We survived our trial period, yeah. And that's really what it's about because, like, you can have all these players, but at the end of the day, some of them catch injuries, and you need the other squad to produce, right? Yeah. Um, Chilwell and Rhys James are still doing amazing. Like, I think right now Rhys James is the best uh, right, right back. back in the prem, right? And who, who is he competing against for that uh, position? Trent Alexander Arnold. And then what about Kyle Walker? Man, whatever, fuck Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's not doing what Trent or freaking Reese are doing. That is a different level right now. Well, but, but Kyle, see, this is the thing a lot of people don't understand with football, right? Yeah. Kyle is very necessary to City's uh, build-up play. Yeah. Especially when they're in the you know higher zones, right? Yeah, absolutely. So he's, he's not really contributing offensively as much as somebody like Yao Cancelo is, mm-hmm. right? So, um, but I don't think he is the best. Please don't get me wrong. Yeah. I don't think he's the best. I think he's a solid right back. Yeah. Mr. Consistent, but not the best. But uh, Reese James, I like Reese James a lot. I think he's a very good, very good right back. I always yeah. think he's, I think he's a better two-way right back than Trent Alexander-Arnold. I Absolutely. think Trent is a better one-way one attacking, way attacking. Right back, right back yeah. but not a defensive. Like, this guy gets roasted every single time on defense. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, and people keep forgetting that uh, what is what is the job of a right back? You got to defend. And what? Attack, Attack. and defend, defend right? Yeah. So, But your, what is your first job? Defend. Defend. And yeah. the guy is absolutely terrible. Trash. He's, He's trash. You, you know, if you want, we can... Uh, I know Ahmad loves him to death. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he he forgets that the number one the number one job of a defender is to defend. Yeah, and then after it's attack. attack so yeah. he's uh, um, yeah, Trent is a liability mm-hmm. defensively, but yeah. Reese James is solid defensively, mm-hmm. solid offensively. Yeah, but he's not better offensively than Trent. Mm-hmm. He's better defensively than Trent. So that's right. the way I put it. I don't know who I would say is the right back. I'll both say both have their own uh, perks. Perks. Right. Yeah. And then uh, Chilwell. I think Chilwell is the best left back right now as well. Um, who is he competing with that against? I think Jao Cancelo is better. You think so? Absolutely. And Jao Cancelo is not left-footed. So the thing, though, <laughs> the thing is what we, what, we, what we need to look at right now is Chilwell right now has played less games than Jao. Does not matter. Jao Cancelo is better. Defensively, he's better. Offensively, he's better. Uh, people will argue you know, with you on that. Uh, yeah, they they can. They can argue all day. Actually, maybe I'll say maybe he's a little bit better offensively. But Jao Cancelo is not even a left back, and he's playing left back. And he's doing all the things he's doing here. Yeah. Dude, watch Jao, man. I know. This guy I know is ja. like I know, sick. I know Jao. And ja I know, and I know I've seen Chua enough to know that he can get caught off guard every mm-hmm. single time. As a, He has the problem that Trent has. Offensively good, defensively kind of like, uh, bro, what are you doing? I wouldn't say defensively really suspect. He, I think he's way better than Trent I, in defense. Not, uh, yeah, well, yeah, of course. Anybody, yeah. I'm way better than Trent on defense. But like, <laughs> you know, the <laughs> the thing is, I think that Chilwell, the Chilwell just is not better than Jao 
defensively. I'm sorry. He's just not. And Jao, the stuff Jao has been doing, man, like, he's not, I keep saying it, he's not even a left back. Yeah. And he's just offensively, look at how clean his ball is. The the way he, he attacks, the way he, he dribbles, his passes, yeah. the level of intelligence in his game. Um, you can say maybe it's because of Pep, uh, but Chilwell is not the best left back right now in the league. I don't think he is. I think he is. Yeah, sure, you can say he and is, right, but he's not. He's you, also, not. you also have to look as well. He is not the best left one, back. As I right? said, once again, I'm right, you're wrong. He's not the best nah, left I'm back. I'm not siding with that. I say <laughs> yeah, I know, better. yeah, this is what he you're... Has, he has more assists and more goals. <laughs> okay, he has more assists, more goals. I would, see, with this, less, with so less this, games. But look, this is the problem now in football. If we want to talk about this stuff, this is the problem in football. People go bring out stats. As if stats mean shit. Look... People don't understand that football, there's so many phases of playing the game. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And when there's those phases in the game, you need players for different type of phases that you need. Like or that you wanna that you want that uh, that you wanna get out of the game. Uh-huh. As a left back, Jao Cancelo helps with build up. He helps with coord- uh, uh, coordinating the attack. Okay. He also helps towards the end product of the other side of the pitch. Chilwell's job literally is bomb up. Attack that space out on the left flank. We're going to find you because we have good technical players in the midfield. Mm-hmm. And then you help us with the end product. That's what Chilwell's job is. John Cancelo helps with a lot more than that. This is the problem. And this is the thing. We come up here. We, everybody says Bruno Fernandes and this and that. Look, I love Bruno Fernandes. But I keep saying it. Kevin De Bruyne is better. Because Kevin De Bruyne does so much more for his team. Mm-hmm. And he does it intelligently. Anybody who brings up goals and assists and says that's what you forget the other thing, the coach's eye. I, I've, I've been telling you this, and we, we talk about this outside the podcast, the coach's eye. Okay, the but- coach's eye. Ten Hag even said this. Stats help me, you know, they do their thing, yeah. but I prefer my eyes. Of course. Right? But then eyes. you just brought up and said these goals and assists is bigger. That's because not, because, that's not ev- because everything you just mentioned right now, Chilwell has done it. No, 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 no. He does not do it because I've watched Chelsea. I, I when, have, when was I the have last studied, time you watched Chelsea? Dude, I watched, before this last game, I watched the previous one. Chilwell is usually bombed up. They put him all the way up as a winger. They don't use him as part of their build-up play. No, they usually he helps don't. with the build-up They usually play. don't because, oh they have, because they have Jorginho, Kovacic, Kante, got ball-playing midfielders. What? You coach, you coach teams, right? Yeah. Why would you be using? Why would you forget? Like, okay, I have these good ball technical players mm-hmm. that are good at organizing the play. Then you start putting Chilwell there. No, Chilwell bombs up. That's what he does. They say, hey, go all the way up there. Uh, uh, Jorginho is going to find you, right? Kante is going to find you. Our technical players in Ruben Loftus Cheek, Ross Barkley are going to find you. Kovacic, when he's he's going to find you. That is the way, and it works. It's not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but he usually doesn't help set up, organize the game, keep it clean in the midfield before now going up there. Charles Cancelo does all that stuff. Watch the games. Seriously. I do watch the games. I do see but, this. You know, you don't, you, don't, you don't watch it. Watch the games. I'm telling you. And when, when I tell you this stuff, you know, you people, this is why I always tell people, man, like people watch football 
and they see one or two things. As you said, I saw you mentioned your goals and assists. You didn't mention build up play or anything. You first thing you came to your mind. I didn't mention was, build up no, play no. because you said you, you already no, said that. No, no, no. See, see, see now you're changing your tune. No, I'm not changing but the my fir- tune. The I'm fir- saying, the I'm fir- saying. The first thing you said was goals and assists. You did not think that hey, he helps my team with build up. You thought right off, right off the bat, he gets the goals and assists. That's what you thought. You didn't even thinking like he does more on the on the football pitch. Jao Cancelo does more on the football pitch. It's I just the know. truth. I will, will agree to disagree. Because you don't watch City. I know you I don't. Watch City. I know you don't. Because whenever I go over the house, you're passed out sleeping. You were passed out watching the fucking uh, Chelsea game when I got to the house. Yeah, I still watch. Uh, I watched still, it after. Oh, yeah, well, I we didn't watch after. the City game after. That's for sure. I watched the City game. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then if you're watching, you would have caught all the things that I'm saying. I do catch nah, it. What, that's what I'm saying. Dal Cancelo does that, but so does Chilwell. He does not. He goes, he bombs up. Go watch not the game. Not all the time does he bomb no, up. Of course. So there's a, there's a, of, there's wait, a systematic wait, of course not all play. The, of course not all the time he bombs up yeah but most of the time 80 percent 90 percent that is his I wouldn't play 80 percent 90 percent i would oh, say maybe 65 70 okay well, because watch the game. there's a way that chelsea play they, they were they were okay, also they were also explaining this right okay, tell me the the left backs mm-hmm. wherever the ball is at maybe if it's on the uh, in the defensive zone will pass the ball first it'll come from a defender It'll go out to Jorginho. Mm-hmm. Jorginho will send the ball back to the defender. The defender will send it to the left back, and then they will push it up. Mm-mm. Right? Mm-mm. No, no. He can also send it to the right back, and then they'll push it up. Let me tell you something. You, only, you mentioned one thing. This is where I think, this is where I'm getting you, catching you off guard where? again. Where? You only mentioned Jorginho. You guys play with two, hold, two holding central midfielders. Come on, man. If it, you should have brought that up. I shouldn't be bringing that up for you. There's Kante on the pitch too. Yeah, Kante's on the pitch. You didn't mention him once. Yeah, because we're looking at the side of Chilwell yeah. right now. But you're looking at one side because that's not how the game flows. Tell me about numerical advantages and uh, you know systematic overloads. I, I got you right now, right, didn't I? Say it. Exactly. Say it again. Say it. No, no. I got no, no, you. No, say it again. I told you. <laughs> Tell me about numerical advantages and systematic overloads. Numerical advantages is when you push when you push more players to one single side, and no. that's almost the same as no. systematic uh, overloads. You got it wrong. I told you. What is it? I'm though? telling you. See, look, don't don't you, this football. You can't you can't talk football like this to me. Look, I study this shit every single day. I, I know I don't have my coach's license or all that stuff, but I do study it. Okay. Now, I'll tell you what it is. A numerical advantage is simple. It is a simple thing. You have three players, they have two players. You have two players, they have one player. It doesn't matter if it's on one side or the other side. It could be on the first phase of the attack. It could be like zone one. Uh-huh. It could be like zone two. It could be anywhere. It could be, it could be numerous places. It could be the, there's numerous zones on the pitch. Tons of them. It could be anywhere on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Systematic overloads is when now you shift you know, your players to one side of the pitch to double up, triple up, quadruple up on the, on the side because that's how you want to, you know, attack or you want to build up yeah, or whatever it is. You want to push him on overload. You want to push uh, yeah. him on overload. But I, I just, I, once again, I've just, I caught you off guard, bro. I'm telling you these things because, <laughs> But, bro, I know, you know these things. You already know I know these who things. Who do you see? Who did you just see on the ball there? Jao Cancelo. He's not where Foden is. Where Foden is, that's usually where Chilwell is at. Right, that's where he's usually at on okay. the football pitch because because he's exactly he's pushing high. They will need him for the end product. This is just the systemic way that Tuchel wants to play yeah. because he's much more effective there. Okay, don't start to tell me that you know 
Chilwell is the one cooking back there in the midfield there trying to create. He he's, is up there. He's not, he's not in the midfield, no, 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 but he's no. also building from the side. Yeah, yeah, sure, he's building from the side. But when they get up to the end, end side, he's not, he doesn't touch the ball a lot there. He's mostly much more effective there in the, in the end zone, or I'm saying end zone, in the, in, the, in the final third, you know, because his end product is very good. Mm-hmm. And Tuchel effectively uses that. Yeah. He doesn't use him a lot for the build-up. He's not going to put freaking Chilwell when, when the ball is, you know, at the, at the uh, uh, what they call the final third. He's not going to put him, uh, you know, at, at the midfield to try to create anything. He's not. He's not yeah. telling him, hey, Chilwell, you're good at delivering crosses in the box. You're good at, you know, coming in as a, as a late player into, you know, the box and, you know, getting chances and scoring goals. Mm-hmm. That is what, and that's how effective Chilwell is. And that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying, as a footballer, a total footballer, when I watch football, I see Joe Cancelo sometimes at the final third, mm-hmm. you know, putting the crosses in, shooting the last shots in the box. Sometimes I see him on the midfield, like you're seeing him right now. Yeah. And I see him folding up there. Look at Cancelo up there. He's still kind of adding as a numerical advantage for the midfield, mm-hmm. right? Look, one, two, three, four versus fucking Richarlison, who's running around chasing the ball. Yeah, that's how I watch football. And these are things that a lot of people don't see. A lot of people see goals and assists. They see Bruno make the final pass. They don't know who gave Bruno that pass, mm-hmm. right? They see Kevin De Bruyne not getting the assist. But they forget that Kevin De Bruyne is the one who put the ball right there for Foden so that Foden can cross it in the box and he can go again to get a goal. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't see this. I'm telling you this, bro. Like, you guys have to evolve the way you watch football. Like, you, you really have to. Like, you have to see it on a different plane, a different level. And when you, when you guys watch, watch football, you watch an end product, you always think because of the end product, that's how good a player is. This is why we have an issue right now with Marcus Rashford in Manchester United and and fans, you know, lapping this dude up. He's not a bad player, right? He's not. Look, look, he's on, who's, look who's crossing that ball now. Jao. Jao. Yeah. But before you saw him in the midfield helping build it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, right? People watch Marcus Rashford and all they see is Marcus Rashford's skills and dribbles mm-hmm. and then he kind of gets a goal or gets an opportunity to to shoot it. And, and they don't see the off-ball movement. They don't see how he gets there. They don't see who helps him get there. Mm-hmm. They have this problem too as well with Bruno Fernandes. This is the problem why Ole is failing because he, I don't think he understands how to do all these things. Mm-hmm. How do I move my midfielder up here so they can do this? Or, oh, wait, I have a very good technical... Um, uh, I, have, I have... Sorry, I have poor uh, uh, fullbacks that can't do anything with the football, mm-hmm. right? So that's what that's what uh, what they call it. Uh, Ole should think, right? Yeah. Wan Bissaka is not good at build up play. Yeah. Shaw is not very good at build up play, mm-hmm. right? So what should I do? I need to a smart manager will say, you know what? I need to help them get to the end product side, mm-hmm. push them all the way up so that they can do magic over there. Yeah. And then help me finish at the at the final third. That's what a smart manager would do. Mm-hmm. But you know what Ole does? Ole says, oh. Help me do this. Help me do that. You know? Oh, wait. I, I forgot one thing. Oh, yeah. And I'm also going to bring Bruno back mm-hmm. to help with the build-up because he's technical. Yeah. I'm going to bring Van Der Beek on the team to help with the build-up because he's technical. Because McTominay... He pushes, he pushes Bruno. He pushes Bruno so high. And then all you guys see is like chaos in the midfield. Mm-hmm. What is happening? All of a sudden, Bruno gets one opportunity. 
He gets lucky, gets through, assist. Yeah. Because he's always thinking the final pass, the final third. Yeah. And you and I and everybody else who see that, yeah. and those statistics are on steroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we believe that that's, oh, that's how good he is. But the reality is, that's not very good because now the team is relying on those one-offs, those moments, rather than relying on a proper setup. Look who's in the midfield again. Jao fucking Cancelo. Mm-hmm. Look who's delivering the ball. Chow yeah. fucking Cancelo. Still is Do you see where he delivered yeah. it from? I saw. So I keep telling you guys, like, people watch football in one way. Stop watching football in one way. Educate yourself. Yeah. Go go watch YouTube videos. Go watch there's stuff out there. How to set up teams, how to, you know, how to get your midfielders playing on a on a on a on a uh in a team. You know, there is stuff, ton of stuff out there mm-hmm. on how to do all of that. But then, yet, yeah, everybody's going to sit here and tell me Chilwell is better than this guy. And I'm telling you, no, he's not. He simply isn't. Like, you know, sure, you can say, if you want to use goals and assists, okay, yeah, he's better. Fine. But you want to see what a player does there? Mm-hmm. That w- that should open your eyes in a heartbeat. Anyway. But I hear you. If you think Chilwell is better, absolutely. You think Chilwell is better? Well, I'm telling you right now, man, he ain't. He's not. How do you have a right back, a right-footed left back playing like this? That's crazy. <laughs> that is freaking crazy. With his outside foot. With his outside foot. Look at that. Look at that assist. That is nuts. Anyway, um, but still, Chelsea is still in a good spot, man. You guys have, you guys have it. I think you guys have what it takes. But Pep is Pep is on demon time right Pep now. Pep is firing, but yeah. we'll still we'll still lock it out. I think we'll still lock it out at the end of the season because at some point. City gonna lose a game, right? They're gonna go on a run though. They will try and go on a run, but there will also be your teams that are trying to stifle them, right? Mm. There'll be the teams right now are looking at Chelsea and City as their biggest threat, mm. right? And they and whenever they look at them, they're like, we need to stop them, even if it means spoiling their party, right? And that's what that that when it starts to come to this point now, and you're coming close to December, right? Now, things are going to get even more cagey, right? Yeah. Teams will be sitting back. They will want you to break them down. City has the formula to break them down. I mean, they did like years ago. But these days now, breaking down teams is not such an easy, it's not such an easy thing for them. I don't think City will have a problem right now. I'll tell you why. Because around this time of the year, this is when they start to get into high gear. Yeah. They start slow. Teams, yeah. yes, figure them out and all that. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. But right now, they're not lo- like. Rafa Benitez tried to park the bus, and we just saw Jao Cancelo open them up in an instant. Yeah, they're gonna have to push up because they want a result, right? Mm-hmm. So guess what's gonna happen? There's gonna be space behind them. Yeah, if you sit back, sit back, sit back against teams like City right now, and City don't play really with a striker. I think they're playing a kid right now as a striker. Yeah, but naturally they don't play a kid as a striker. Yeah, and with all the technical players they have, they can call on Foden. They can call on Grealish. They can call on Sterling, who's playing right now. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget, they have Mares. Yeah. They have Bernardo Silva. Ike Gondogan. They have players who can do things to you mm-hmm. that nobody else can. Mm-hmm. And and with a solid back line of Ruben Diaz in the back, Kawak, as we said, is very consistent. And Jao Cancelo, I think, is a phenomenal defender. Mm-hmm. I'm, not even, I'm not even thinking about offensive play. Yeah. He's a phenomenal defender. Right? right? So... They're not going to be losing games. You guys are tying games, the way I look at it. They may lose the next game. They, I mean, they lost to Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. A stupendous record cost them that. But I'll tell you one thing. Chelsea, on the other hand, lost to Burnley. Chelsea played phenomenal football. 
technical. All the good stuff we can talk about. When we lost to Burnley? No, tied with Burnley. Tied Sorry. With Burnley. I, if I said lost, I, I meant tied. Tied, tied with Burnley. Right? Because we couldn't finish our chances. You couldn't finish your chances, right? Yeah. It's already hitting you guys. Mm-hmm. It hasn't started hitting, you know. This, it, is what I, this is what I was saying. I said this as well. I was like, we needed to finish that game. Yeah. If we finish that game, we'd be six points up and then give room to make errors. But right now, there ain't no room to make errors. You have to keep killing. The one, in the in the yeah. game in Leicester's game, see this is why I love that Pulisic is back. Yeah, because that gives you an extra set of depth. The same thing with Ziyech, right? Mm. These boys, Pulisic knows that if the ball's not coming to him, I'm gonna go for that ball and mm. I'm gonna get it. Right? He scored a he scored a goal. He scored two goals actually, but one was offside because of Chilwell's run. Yeah. Right. But. What that's going to start doing now is now it puts him in a purple patch. Not only does Chelsea have Pulisic, we got Hudson Odoi, right? If we, if we need, now Timo's back. Timo can also come in. This is the things that now start to take effect, right? When you're in this stage and you're pushing and you know City is chasing after you, it's now the character. And this boy, I think Pulisic has the character that we need if we need to keep going. I'm going to tell you, man. Look, you can talk about all the character and all that. Oh, and another thing, another yeah. thing I want to say is we know that Pulisic's injury was not a muscular injury. It was an actual fucking badass taco that fucked his shit up. Okay. Previously, the 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 injuries he was getting was hammies, groins, and all of that shit, right? Yeah. His hammies was torn, then his groin would go... And that's what that's where Toko decided last season, end of last season, that he was, or middle middle last season when he first came in, he was like, we need to find a way to fix this. Lampard was trying to fix it, right? Lamps tried to fix it but couldn't. Toko now said, okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna try and manage him a little bit more and make this situation slowly disappear, right? And rightfully so, they did that. Mm. They did that. Because in order for Pulisic to go into a game against Real Madrid and take 13 tackles and have the highest amount of fouls um, uh, won by a, sing- by a player in a single game, that was impressive. I thought this man was going to get injured. The 13 tackles, I thought he was actually going to get injured. And, and when I saw that he didn't get injured, mm. that gave me hope. That was like, yes. Pulley can come back now mm-hmm. because now he's no longer suffering from those muscular injuries or those fucking tears. But then went to play for fucking US and Honduras. Man, Honduras was going for them legs, bro. Yeah. And they straight took him out. He showed up. He showed up back in in London in in crutches. So this does not give me confidence, uh, Pulisic. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You guys have depth, yeah. but you cannot rely on a guy like Pulisic. Even maybe now Hakim Ziyech because of the injuries mm-hmm. that they keep getting. getting yeah. I don't care what you say about like, oh, they were they are hungry. They are feasting. They are eating everybody's dinner. Look, I'll tell you what it is. If you're injured, you're not hungry or anything. You're not You're playing. sitting on the bench. Yeah. Or you're sitting in the, you're in the medical room. You're lying on the medical bed, mm-hmm. right? So I, I, don't, I don't care about what Pulisic can do. It's if he's available. Yeah, exactly. And, and you can say all you want. It doesn't give me confidence that he's going to be available. Um, he's an injury-prone player. It yeah. is now. It's now a fact. He's gotten enough injuries. I think. I think the reason he's an why injury-prone player injury-prone was because he was never like really managed like that. Right now, but now is now is now the time. Like you have Chelsea doctors with you. 
the best in the fucking in the game, bro. Yes, I so, know. I know you have Chelsea, but like, I don't hold up hope. It's the facts now. Yeah. Play with the facts. Don't start playing with oh, you know, this is the thing. You yeah. know. But the facts, um, the facts, the facts are. Look, Luke is on the midfield, by the way. Yeah, yeah I see his jail uh, consider. Stop exactly. sucking his dick. Yeah. <laughs> I see. <laughs> so um, basically, what I'm what I'm seeing right now, what I'm seeing, the facts is. As long as Pulisic is fair, he will play and he will produce. If he's not fair, another person will come and do the job. Absolutely. But I'm just saying, just stop talking about it. Ah, uh, no, man. Exactly. No, this is my boy. Pulley, come on, man. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> just stop it because he's not He's not giving you guys... Uh, he's going to do what, he's, what he does when he's available. Do you know what people but put up time? on Twitter? They're like, yo, Pulisic has played... Uh, what is it? He played 20-something minutes, has two goals. Jaden Sancho has played... How many games and without the goal assist? Look, honestly, man, uh, that's that's a whole different ball game. Yeah, yeah. If uh, if uh, Jadon Sancho, funny to see. it is funny if Jadon Sancho was with uh, City, City, or, be or or with Tuchel, yeah. it would be a whole different ball game. Yeah, Sancho right? should have just come back because I mean Hudson Odoi is his best friend, and they should have just rekindled. But uh, Sancho where? wanted to go to Man U, but I guess because they went and bought. Uh, the players that they did, then where in Chelsea? Yeah, man, Chelsea, nah. Chelsea. Chelsea was actually gunning for Sancho before you guys, right? Yeah, but no, he's uh, it's okay. He he did the right thing. I think Sancho did the right thing, and I think at the end of the day, it might pay off. It, will, it, it might. It might pay off. Yeah, it all depends on who comes in now. Yeah, look, if Pochettino comes in and he, you know, he figures it out, but. I just honestly, yeah. bro, I just want the 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 guys who are ruling football to come back. <laughs> That's it. I don't, you know, I, like, I want the competition to be that hot. So when we win a title, mm. it's like, yeah, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't just win it by, by, you know, just chilling. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? You won it by the skin of your teeth and it was very interesting how you did it. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. like, it'll come to a point where they're like, now, this boy is not understand. Like, this is how you play fucking football. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? That's why I want the top guys to come back, man. Fuck Arsenal. I don't care about those names. But, like, um, uh, the rest, <laughs> City, Liverpool, Man U even. I want Man U to come back. Like, because the more it comes back, it makes it just more interesting and you get to see more stuff. Well, right? I think a lot of uh, uh, your guys' fans will not be happy with our statement because ah, they, they can, absolutely they, despise United. They, so. they can kiss my United, ass. United, At the end of the day, I want to win a title and I want to win it knowing that I beat every fucking body. Sure. But at when, the highest level. But when you were watching United, yeah. uh, you, you didn't, when, when you started watching, you didn't watch a lot of... United's dominance. No, no, no. A lot of these players, all the people that are your friends and watched United's dominance. When I when we when I was watching, yeah. obviously I saw a lot of United's dominance. Uh, even though I didn't we didn't have a lot at the time, but at least I followed enough and I watched enough to see, oh, we've won another league, we've won another title. Yeah. Uh, but you you didn't really start watching until later and then when you started watching, United started United's failure started you know, had had started. Yeah. Right? So uh, and that's that's the thing, and people would not tolerate seeing, you know, their their childhood nightmares come back again. That's why they're so happy when United fail. I know, right? So at, um, the, end of, at the end of the day, we're gonna fucking be successful regardless of if everybody's out there. Well, that's that's what they all say. Um, but I'm just saying, like when you when the competition rises, the game changes, right? Yeah. So. Absolutely. Full metal, man. Full metal. Yeah. That's it. You go. You go in. You get your job done, and you you walk away and be happy that you actually did this. You know. Yeah. 
Because back when, man, you was winning all these titles, they didn't have all these guys competing with them. You no. know what I mean? No. They did not. Like, maybe um, Chelsea was competing with them, Arsenal as well. But as well, man, you were just so dominant, right? Yeah. Like, they would just, when they killed the league, they're like, okay, that's guy, that's it, guys. You know, season is done. Get ready for next season. They didn't even celebrate. No. You know what I mean? But I want to be in a situation where it's like because, and I feel like the reason why they didn't celebrate is because like they didn't have that much competition coming at them. No, you know. But now, if somebody wins the league with everybody being a top titty shape, bro, the amount the amount that you're gonna feel when you win the league will be unmeasurable because you know. I did this shit while these other guys were here and they were competing to the fullest. True, but I don't give a shit about that. For I know me, you don't, but that is my that is my thing. That's yeah. my philosophy. That's how I want it to be. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It may not be like that, and we may still win the league, and I'll be like, okay, yeah, we won the league. You know, let's go for another one, right? Yes. As Chelsea as Chelsea fans do. But this is what I'm saying, and this is what I feel, feel truly will make the game even much better. I don't care if the game is much better. I don't give a shit. I know you, you know? don't. So but my, I'm saying me, day, for me, man. Make the world a better place <laughs> no, for me. No, okay? I, I, I just don't care. Okay, for, me, for me, all, all that matters is, you know, whoever wins, wins. Mm-hmm. And if they win with multiple points, great. If they don't, that's great. Because I've been on the other side where we've won, Mm-hmm. Where it was tight, and I'd be on the side where we've lost when it was tight. When Aguero and did the, exactly, did the you know, I keep Aguero, I keep hearing about that Aguero, stupid, you know, thing. League with 90 uh, yeah. So, um, but uh, uh, staggering, absolutely yeah. staggering. But uh, for me, I don't give a shit, man. I and you think about all when, these all these moments as well, like when when they when they were saying all that things. Like, I don't I don't think was, about was, any was, of the those com- was the commentators even fucking thinking when they said that? I think they just. You were just saying what was coming out of their heart, and yeah. it just created such a crazy moment, right? Yeah. Anyway, but either yeah. way, it's all G, all G. Well, we've we've gone. This is almost two hours, man. We're thinking of splitting this into a two-part series. So, uh, but the problem is we don't have the benefit of um, time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the what do you call it? On Tuesday, there's going to be the Champions League. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. That's so true. there's a lot of a lot of games coming up. Well, I mean, um, we can drop it tonight, and then the next one you drop it on Monday, and then. Uh, yeah, we could do that, but I feel like people. But we are never gonna record be... on weekdays, though. Yeah, yeah, we usually don't. So maybe we can do like a midweek uh, split, and uh, you know, yeah. update that from there. But it, it it has been a good show. It really has been. Um, lots you know, to talk about. Lots to talk about, man. This this has been this has been a draining weekend. Yeah. But is the how do I put it? Is the um, the best in a while? No, I wouldn't say it's the best in a while, but yeah, I think that fi- we finally seen some closure on something that should have happened a while ago, yeah. right? So, uh, and then we're seeing things pick up. So we'll we'll, we'll see how things go. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, Villarreal is going to be playing Manchester United. Oh jeez! Um, so with, with caretaker, the goat, yeah, the goat uh, Unai Emery for for really really uh, doing the, what is right. Didn't you guys beat them uh, when you guys met them last? No, or yeah, we beat it, them. Yeah, we beat time? them. We beat them two one. Okay, so then Unai will come back now. Yeah, but Unai has, he's the goat because he stopped uh, Ole from winning the uh, Europa Ooh. League and. Oh, wow, what a goal. Jesus Rodri. Christ. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. 
What a you, can, you cannot you cannot have caught that as, as sweet as he did. Anyway, uh, United is playing uh, Villarreal. The goats and Emery is gonna be you know doing his thing again. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope we win that game because I don't want us to go to Europa League and then <laughs> and then fluke our way to another stupid uh, final and then maybe get a title. I really hope we don't do that. Um, and then the other thing too as well is uh, Chelsea. Who are you guys playing? Juventus. Juve. Are you for real playing Juve? Yeah. Oh Juve. shoot. It's now the revenge match. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what happens. Well, Juve just know how to play these like Champions League games, right? So mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. Um, I don't think we have Lukaku yet, but we may yeah. have Lukaku. That might actually work to your benefit because if we can because those because those guys Bonucci and Chiellini they li- they just they live off that shit. Yeah. So uh, maybe not having him there may be of a benefit to you guys, but who knows, yeah. right? So who knows. Let's see though. Let's see. Yeah, we'll it's, see either it's way. Definitely be a good games for sure this Tuesday. Yeah, and, Def- uh, Wednesday. Yeah. Well, we'll be back next week, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully Monday or Sunday, yeah. and uh, just to kind of see what's going down. But once again, we want to say thank you guys for listening to us ramble, rant, complain, yeah. call a bunch of people stupid, even though you guys' opinion are just, you know, just the same as ours. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if you don't like it, go make your own show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, just kidding. But honestly, we just want to say thank you to all to everybody. And uh, let's, let's stay you know. tuned and see who mind you hire. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep in touch and we'll see what goes down. And uh, see basically if Rafa Benitez makes it through that'll be interesting I'm actually gonna keep an eye out for that now yeah. now that you mentioned that I'll start I'll start watching what's going down there mm-hmm. uh, but anyway thank you guys and uh, you guys have a great one absolutely and we'll see you next time on the show ciao y'all